The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Well, hello. Hi. It's it's um it's the gutter skypes, as you well know, because you downloaded it and this is what you expected to hear. So here it is. But it's episode nineteen. And something slightly slightly different about this one, what we've got going now is extra special added bonus coolness in the form of another game. What does this mean? Well, what's the other game? The other game is Cartoon Action Hour. And what it means is I won't have to wait two weeks between posting Gutter Skype's episodes. You'll get all the fun, uh, uh, excitement, and coolness, and uh, the adventure of Cartoon Action Hour. And on the other weeks, you will be hearing, this is uh, in the immediate future anyway, you'll be hearing uh, Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. So we'll have one one week and one the other week. And who do we have to thank for this? We have Blind Geek, Eric, to thank for this, along with Lion Court, Josh, who game-mastered Cartoon Action Hour for Blind Geek and myself. And you'll find out what that's all about when we get into the actual episode. That uh, This particular one, episode 19 of the Gutter Skypes, is going to be the recorded character creation session. Right from the very beginning... Right out of the box, Blind Geek, myself, I'm Adam Five, and Lion Court coming up with the characters and setting up the game for Cartoon Action Hour. So that's going to be some exciting stuff. You'll hear that on, on alternating weeks. As a matter of fact, at the, at the tail end of this session that you're about to hear, we actually get into uh, gameplay because the character creation... Uh, only takes about the first half of the show, and then the rest of it, uh, rest of it is spent pl- uh, beginning the actual scenario, the actual game that uh, Lion Court set up for us. Whole lot of fun there, and we'll get into that. First, we're going to cover some stuff that should be covered, but uh, which has to do with well, first of all, general information. Let's hear a little bit more. I think. Uh, about Lion Court because he is not a gutter Skype that you are familiar with. And when we started all this out, it, it wasn't actually even anticipated or foreseen that that uh, this would end up being released on gutter Skype's feed, but I'm just as glad that it's going to be because it just means more fun material for me to be able to give to, uh, to the RPG listeners. Uh, okay, what about Lion Court? Well, Lion Court runs a site called Maxcessibility News, and it's dedicated to offering information and links related to the use of Apple products by the blind and visually impaired. He also, uh, there's also uh, offered there the podcast, the Maxcessibility Podcast. And you will find, uh, it's very easy to get to, it's www.lioncourt.com. Com. And while that's easy enough to remember, that link, of course, will be in the show notes for Gutter Skype's episode 19. And our thanks, of course, go out to Lion Court. 
Our thanks also should go out to uh, Eric or Blind Geek for editing the actual body of, uh, of the recording, the actual play session. I get to take a little breather there because, uh, because Blind Geek is doing all the work there. Um, all I'm doing is these uh, intros and the uh, outros, if you want to call them that, the hellos and goodbyes. The, uh, the real grind of getting the audio right and editing out dead air and stuff like that is being undertaken by Blind Geek and so there's a thank you to to uh, a thank you to him as well. Uh, what else do we need to know? We should uh, I should make a few. Um, <laughs> I should slow down to begin with and just talk. Cartoon Action Hour. What do we need to know about Cartoon Action Hour? Well, it was electronically published by Spectrum Games in 2002. The designers are Cynthia Celeste Miller and Eddie Webb. So it came out as an e-publication in 2002, and it was later released in 2003 in print form. And what it is is a, a, an RPG, obviously, but it's designed to emulate classic action-adventure cartoons. I am reading, I'll have you know, directly from Wikipedia, because they actually have a listing for it, and so I'm just going to read off here. Emulate classic action cartoons such as Thundercats, He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Visionaries, Inhumanoid, Centurions, Thunder the Barbarian, Mask, and Brave Star. And I'm sure there's probably a few others on the list there that aren't mentioned. If you want to read all about it, the link to the Wikipedia article on Cartoon Action Hour, of course, will be in the show notes. You'll also be uh, shocked, surprised, and amazed to find in episode probably 21 of the Gutter Skypes when we get into the second uh, session of gameplay for this that I didn't even know this was the game we were playing. <laughs> I had it mixed up with another game uh, and it kind of, I don't know, maybe altered my uh, characterization or the way I was uh, coming at it. But uh, you'll find out more about that uh, as the shows are released. All right, so yeah, that's that's what we've got. We've got Cartoon Action Hour, and and that's who's involved. The two the two players are Blind Geek and myself. The game master is Lion Court, or Josh. Very quickly, let's get next to some listener feedback. I I'm not going to let this just skip shows. I'm going to um, as as in the past, I will read it out as I get it when it becomes available. And so for this particular show, I personally am going to be reading these from... Well, let's start with this one. It is from Scrap Iron. And Scrap Iron writes, Once again, great job on the podcasts. I'm on the most recent episode, and you might answer this during your part about the Skype gaming at the end. I just haven't gotten there yet. I wrote in a while back regarding your Satsi adventure, and since then I've actually started running a D&D 4E game over Skype. Excellent. Good deal. But I added a webcam so the players could make full use of the, of the tabletop tactics involved. It works really well, and we have a lot of fun. It works pretty well, however, I have some additional setup I would like to do, as there are a couple of players at the table with me, and a couple of players in another state. So I'm sorting out issues with speakers, mics, and feedback. I think it would be easier if everyone was remote. 
Well, first of all, that the cam, the webcam idea is elegant. There's no other way to put it. It's elegant. Why not? Of course, a webcam. It's tough to see the table. You know, you can't game over Skype with tactics and miniatures and the battle map because you're talking. This is something I didn't even treat uh, a talk about or mention in terms of a solution. And the last gutter Skypes when I was talking about Skype gaming or voice over internet gaming. And I just think this is a fantastic solution. It's so simple. You don't have to worry about loading up browser software that shows some kind of a map that you've got to somehow either draw on, configure, set up with uh, icons. And that might be enjoyable. Some people might have fun doing it that way. But this, if you've got a webcam and a clear enough shot of what's going on, if everybody involved can see that area that uh, the miniatures are in, then obviously, of course, yes, you, you could easily get into the tabletop tactics. And I think that's an excellent idea. I'm very glad uh, when I wrote back, I mentioned to Scrap Iron, I, I, was, I was very glad that he came up with that and shared it with us because I think a lot of other people, if they're not already doing it, may consider just getting one of those simple webcams and setting, it up, setting them up. He continues, at any rate, I'm thinking of trying to record the audio for my sessions, and I was wondering what you use to record the Skype sessions and how you edit them. Yeah, listening to the previous episode of the Gutter Skypes, I realized that in that long list of stuff that I was trying to get across at the very end of the show after the game session about voiceover gaming, I did have Power Grammo on my list, and I don't think I actually got to mention it. The program is called Power Grammo, and you'll find the link to it in the show notes for Gutter Skypes episode 18. It is made to work with Skype directly. What you need to know is that uh, while if you're talking with one other person in a Skype call, Power Grandma will record that if you've downloaded the free version. Once you add in another person, uh, three and higher for conference calls, then you need to upgrade yourself to the actual paid version of the program, and there are different levels of that. I think I have just the regular standard lowest tier paid version uh, of the program. So... If Dim Dim did not work out for you, and or you just are used to working with Skype, Power Grandma is the way to go. I've never had a bad, I haven't had a bad experience with it, and I hope it works for you too. That's what I use. Many different ways of recording audio through PCs that uh, I either have never heard of or can't afford, or just don't have the expertise. But that's how we do it, and there you have it. Okay. Uh, he continues. Additionally, at the beginning of the most recent episode, you mentioned that there were others wanting to play via Skype. I looked for the IDDFOS forums to join in the conversation and get on a list, of, a list to play or, a host, or host a game. I only have D&D 3.5 and 4th edition, but I'm interested in maybe running some of the free starters, such as Green Ronin's Song of Ice and Fire RPG. I'm a huge GRRM fan. Or maybe the Mythmere RPG. Anyway, if you could hook me up with the forum location, I'll get a game going for some of the folks that have asked about it. Until then, I'll keep listening. And uh, excellent. Thank you very, very much for writing in Scrap Iron. I also mentioned, too, when I wrote back to him, that uh, the fact that he's answering, asking these questions indicates that lots of other people don't know the answers either. And... I can understand about the IDDFOS 
forums and having a difficulty getting into them because it's not particularly obvious that this is, I think, something like the fourth iteration of forums that I've tried, maybe the third, not sure. Anyway, the other manifestations of forums for the International Detective Dragons from Outer Space podcast were constantly getting hacked and spammed and flooded and well, you know the deal. This is the, it's old news to anybody that listens to podcasts or deals with forums at all that they get inundated with uh, crap spam for uh, some pretty awful stuff, depending on what it is you sign on to the forum for. And my method to defeat that was to simply stick the entire forum in a protected folder and to tell everyone how to get into that folder via the show. The password to get in is... I-D-D-F-O-S, the acronym for International Detective Dragons from Outer Space. That's the ID. The password is Veranda. Because very often throughout the history of the show, we refer to the stratospheric veranda as a, uh, a kind of a metaphor for the place that we all get together and discuss things while enjoying a fine buffet. At any rate, uh, yeah... The simplest way to get into the forums is, first of all, make sure your browser is allowing cookies or has cookies enabled and will at least ask you if you would like to accept a cookie from such and such a site. So cookies need to be enabled. Go to www.anim5.com, A-N-I-M-5.com, and you will see a whole bunch of uh, icons there to click on, a whole bunch of visual links. Off to the right, you'll see the gutter skypes, and then you'll see a little yellow dummy. That's for International Detective Dragons from Outer Space. Either one of those have on their homepage, well, let's just take, for example, click the gutter skypes icon. At the top, towards the top of the page, not at the very top, but towards the top, you'll see a graphic on your on your right-hand side. It's, uh, it's it essentially it invites you to add your voice to the forums and right there in the graphic is the user ID, IDDFOS, and the password. Now once you click that, click directly on that graphic, it, you'll get the dialog box that says what's your username and what's your password. It's very simple. You put in IDDFOS and Veranda, V-E-R-A-N-D-A, for the password. That gets you to the forum page. And then you just go through the process of registering and signing yourself up as a new member of the forums. Um, if you can click the setting that says keep me logged in at all times or amount, uh, amount of time to stay logged in, set that to zero or blank or something. So that essentially the next time you log in, all you really need to do is get past that dialog box and you're in as you on the forums. The uh, approval is instantaneous. Should I be worried about giving out the... Uh, Username and password to get into that folder? Of course not. The only people that are going to see it are the ones that have read that graphic or have listened to these shows. Uh, frankly, I don't think bots—I don't think bots listen to podcasts or uh, or are very much um, robotic crawlers are very much interested in international detective dragons from outer space. That sounded a hell of a lot more complicated than it actually is. It's really. Once you get to the page and you click the graphic, you'll see it's, it's quite simple to get to the forums. But that might not have been all that obvious. As a matter of fact, it couldn't have been because 
I wouldn't have been asked the question, so I'm very, very glad that Scrap Iron did. And speaking of those forums, of course, there is, uh, the Gutter Skypes has its very own section that, uh, that you can get in and start new threads on and, and find out just, find out if anybody's out there looking for a Skype, uh, a Skype game or a voice over internet game of any particular variety. So thank you very much once again, Scrap Iron. I hope that answered a few questions for a lot of, a lot of people. Next up we have, and, and there are forum entries there that folks should read because uh, the advice on uh, the webcam pointing at a battle map and the, and the minis is only, is only one small part of the kind of uh, information people can exchange with each other on how to uh, more effectively role play long distance. So avail yourselves of that by all means. It's all there for you. Next up, we have this uh, email, and this is uh, the last of the listener feedback. I haven't checked the iTunes reviews. Uh, shame on me, but I will. And if there are new ones, then they are going to be read in Gutter Skype's episode 20, which will be the character creation session for Seven Skies. Thereby hangs a tale. It was supposed to be this past Wednesday, but I won't even start talking about that. We'll probably bring it up in the next show. Uh, this is from Smallhoof, and he writes, Dear Anim 5, I actually just finished listening to the episode earlier today. I don't know what Kool-Aid you all drink from before gaming, but if I had half as much fun gaming as I do listening to the wild shit you guys come up with, I probably would have stuck with it. <laughs> Thank you. That actually makes me feel better about what we're doing. <laughs> Thanks for the plug on your show, and I'm glad I was able to touch off some information that might be useful to other people. I think in the modern age of mobility, having a gaming group that isn't restricted by such trifles as geography sounds like an innovation that is long overdue. Also, best of luck with your new business. I'm glad you were able to turn a road bump into an opportunity to explore a new avenue of life. Thank you very much, Smallhoof. Most welcome. Glad you've been enjoying listening to the sessions. Um, we don't generally start out uh, trying to be too wild about things, but they just, just seem to get there all by themselves. Uh, as far as the new business is concerned, what he is referring to is solid symbols. You'll note that it's got its own graphic on the Gutter Skypes page as of the sponsor of the show. And it's not really a euphemism because solid symbols is me, and I'm uh, I'm footing the bill for the uh, <laughs> footing the bill for the hosting and the bandwidth and the, all the rest of that stuff. So yeah, so long as I can actually afford to keep doing uh, hosting the audio files, uh, paying for the hosting on on both Cutter Skypes and IDDFOS, they will continue to be put up. Uh, and a very, very vital part of whether that's going to continue to happen or not is the success or failure of solid symbols. If you're not quite sure what that is, I'd recommend going to the Gutter Skypes page or the IDDFOS page and clicking on that graphic that says Proud Sponsor. I have two people to thank so far very much, and I'm going to, and I'm going to thank them on IDDFOS as well. The first is... The encaffeinated one of the weird show who purchased 
two solid symbols from my online store. Not just because of that, not just because he's an all-around cool, exceptional human being and uh, an excellent and fun podcaster. Not just because I was able to lay eyes live and in person on a Parsec award that he uh, had in, uh, just in the back of his car when he was on his way back from Dragon Con, but because he was customer numero uno. The very first order from the store, Solid Symbols. Check it out. There's going to be new pieces. There's like 14 different categories of pieces that I'm making. Uh, there's going to be new ones added every month, and I'm probably going to get into start playing little short commercials uh, for them on IDD FOS at least. I'm not sure about them ending up in the gutter skypes, but we'll see. For you know, for for sixty seconds, I don't think it would hurt. Besides, I try to make them pretty entertaining. So, um, a very big shout out and thank you to the encapinated one for being customer number one. A shout out and a thank you to Trooper ninety four, who also purchased two solid symbols from the Solid Symbols online store. Thank you very, very much. He indicated that he wanted to support any sponsor that supported Gutter Skypes, and he has in fact done so. Just check it out, folks. You, you know, go and visit. You know, obviously, obviously, you don't need to make a purchase. But if you see stuff, stuff there that you think somebody else might like or somebody else might be interested in, do me a favor. Do the Gutter Skypes a favor. Click on the link and uh, uh, send the link to somebody else. Tell everyone on Earth. Tell everyone you know. I'm done. All right. What are we going to do now? I think uh, that will be... For, oh, thank you. Thank you very, very much, Smallho, for writing in. Uh, folks, that, folks that would like to write in uh, to the show, please do so. All right. I think I've covered as much as I can remember that I was supposed to. Uh, this has probably gone on a half an hour by itself, which is really kind of a shame because it's taking away from the recording of... Cartoon Action Hour. This was recorded back in February. February of 2000 of this year, 2009. And it is, as I said, the game creation session. So without further ado, let's get into it and start listening to Cartoon Action Hour. Hope you enjoy. Hello, this is uh, Eric the Blind Geek, and uh, with me I have... Josh and Anim Five, Anim Five, who you may know from from International Detective Dragons of Outer Space, one of the great podcast names of all time, I may say. If you want to keep going, I ain't gonna stop you. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of uh, pulpy images come to mind, <laughs> and uh, and then of course with Josh we have LionCourt.com. For all your entertainment.com, yeah, blindspots.net. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I got too many websites. We are going to be playing Cartoon Action Hour Season 2 as our first game of choice. Find out more about Cartoon Action Hour by going to www.spectrum games.com. Josh will be game mastering, and we have the series. Well, Josh, why don't you describe the series? Because, or we could have. Uh, well, I'm going to put Adam on the spot. 
We. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, if he wants to read the synopsis, that's probably the best way to go. If not, then I will just sort of blunder my way through an explanation <laughs> thereof, rather than trying to repeat what the computer is saying back at yeah. me. So. I, sh- I should clarify, in case it hasn't been readily apparent, and Josh is as blind as I am, so we have the same issues uh, with uh, reading emails live. So that's why I was putting you on the spot. Now, if you don't have it handy, that's fine. We'll just either... Uh, are we talking about Captain Soul? Uh, yes. Captive Soul, Some Spirits Should Never Be Free? Yes. I, um, uh, I have it in front of me. Do you, would you mind reading it for uh, the benefit of the... Our listeners back at home. <laughs> <laughs> I would be delighted. Have you got, have you got um, music to put, to put under this? Uh, I don't, but it's, uh, maybe between Eric and I, we'll find oh, something. Oh, we'll find something, by God. We can use El Dorado for the umpteenth time. No, no, we will not. We'll find something else, because frankly, Otherwise, I'm sick of using it. It's going to be a snooze fest. No, no. Um, no, that's not true. This is actually pretty slick. This uh, what, I, what I would like, though, is a clarification on the pronunciation of Shensin. 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 Okay. Um, um, I. All right. In German, the uh, the e the i after the. How about I not bore you to death and just read the damn thing? <laughs> for a car- for, <laughs> for cartoon action hour, the series is. Captive souls, some spirits should never be free. At the center of the universe, a star blazes bright. And eternally, though its light has been invisible to the rest of the cosmos for millennia, this star and the planets that orbit it remain locked within a mystical sphere of enormous power put in place long ago by the Knights of Shenzhen. The mystic sphere floats silently, a darker blackness in the empty void. It keeps all the universe without it holds its prisoners within. Only one world locked within the sphere is truly inhabitable. The planet Zim was once the home of an ancient civilization that built huge stone temples in its deserts, cities of steel and glass, and reached out to the stars. All that remains now are the crumbling ruins of forgotten monuments, relics of ancient high-tech machines and the magic that once empowered them. Jungles have grown up around the remains of majestic spires and glorious stone fortresses. The sands have swallowed up and buried the great temples. Here and there the scars of the ancient battle that raged there are still visible. The sorcerer Lord Valamir, once a galactic emperor, was marooned here upon the planet he had sought to destroy. And then, locked away within the mystic sphere for all time by the Knights of Shenzhen. Not quite ghost, not quite vampire, the Lord of Night, with his minions at his command, searches Zim and its neighboring planets for a way to escape their imprisonment and resume their conquest of the galaxy. But the Knights of Shenzhen had made one terrible mistake. As they created and locked the mystic sphere, A handful of their number had been trapped on the inside. Once the sphere had closed, 
it must remain closed forever. On the outside, with less and less reason to exist, the Knights of Shenzhen eventually died out over the ensuing millennia. Within, their descendants, despite their own desire to escape the sphere, carried on the old ways, living up to their ancestry, continuing the endless battle against the immortal Valamir and his minions, and fighting heroically to prevent their escape. Roll credits. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Should do movie trailers. <laughs> I, <laughs> the only thing that got in the way, but the only thing that got really... All right, this isn't, this isn't fair to say, nor is it true, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> the thing that got between me and 80s cartoons was um, um, nearly everything about them, and... The music that they sometimes chose, sometimes they just chose this rock and roll that I could never get into. And, and some some unidentified singer screaming at the top of his lungs about <laughs> power and and striving to the last and, and, you know, pushing the envelope and all the rest of these crappy top-of-your-lungs screaming cliches. That I, I just like, what what do you have to do with this, like, sword and dragon eye and weird th- it just seemed incongruous to me which is why i'm a masters fan <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say the ones that we're into are kind of the ones that don't fall into that category for the most part good but i know exactly the ones he's talking <laughs> yeah, about I do which too. is funny power extreme <laughs> oh yeah yeah well whatever even transformers in its later years kind of fell into that to that uh category a little bit <laughs> the Chocobot Hour, <laughs> for to, just so that there's a, Simp- a Simpsons reference very early on. There we go. There you go. Well, that's pretty slick. I mean, that pretty much lays it out for us, and uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice little premise there. No, actually, no, it's a nice big premise. Well, thank you. There's lots of room to do stuff in. Now, I'm seeing after this, I I kind of like instinctively left out. Continuing with proof of purchase points, 30. <laughs> Miscellaneous PCs. Yeah, probably isn't quite what you wanted as part of the intro, so. Yeah, probably not. Probably, probably uh, could be uh, good call there. Good call there. Trait well, Max 4, Action Feature Max 8. Okay. And all right, so uh, you guys need to create your characters. Now that we've got this going, now we have the hard part. Well, it's... Well, Adam, for you, this is the easy part. You're, like, amazing at just coming up with crap right off the top. Just bam. I, on the other hand. Just... <laughs> so Depends I don't know on what, what time that, it is. I don't know what that says about you, that, that, that you can uh, basically come up with with uh, really cool <laughs> really cool bullshit off the top of your head. But <laughs> I do have a big shovel, yes. But you'll note, um, you'll note that once we get into game, uh, you're kicking ass and taking names, and I'm still stirring my coffee and <laughs> one eye half open. So it really comes down to how the game is played, and you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like great subplot. Now you're going to do anything? Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, it'll, 
Yeah, I don't really know where to go with that. So I'm moving on. But uh, <laughs> you know, I will never forget. To, just to get completely sidetracked for half a second here. That's what we do best. That is what we do best. The uh, the uh, game we played years ago, when the uh, your character read the I think it was read a magic book or something did something bad and was turned into a cat. And yes. the the Return to Neverland song <laughs> began to play. <laughs> and it was the sad version, too. That was the best part. It was this... Uh, if you haven't heard it, Anim, it's this kind of... Um, this piano, and it's basically the song... The It's a song about how a person has kind of lost their faith, and it was just hilariously appropriate for the situation yeah, he, that he he's this huge he's this huge barbarian, huge barbarian character and he turns into this little cat all of a sudden and i can't do anything but jump down off of the shelf and i can't pick up the book you know and this it was hilarious cheesy pop ballad starts playing i feel different now <laughs> or something to that effect and it was just uh, too funny completely okay unexpected. <laughs> that's too it has two results, one making uh, what was probably once a wide viewership uh, vomit a little, <laughs> and the other is just picturing the executive boardroom of this production company saying, we've got to sell more pony figures to the girls, <laughs> <laughs> so get them interested in it. And so they stuck that in. Oh, that's, that's right. sad. <laughs> that's go. really sad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Like I was saying in in my quick little email that I dashed off, I was thinking of maybe making my character a cyborg. Cyborg um, good. Yeah, and one of the limitations could be that uh, since since uh, since well, this brings to mind some questions I have about our premise. And uh, is there more than one planet in this sphere? Yes, and that will come into play later. One of them, they can you can exist upon uh, several of them, but the Zim is the only one that is truly inhabitable. Okay. And it's the one where everybody's been marooned. Lost on an island. Um. <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need nightmares. <laughs> Please don't do of... that while your head is on. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay, let's. I mean, see. it could be worse. It could have been staying alive, but. Ugh. <laughs> oh. No, it wouldn't. I even I have my limitations. <laughs> really? Yes. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cyborg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, what is your cyborg. cyborg's name? Cyborg's name, I don't know. Um, my cyborg's name is. <laughs> I hate this part. Uh, let me allow me to think of something that doesn't sound incredibly stupid. That. Uh, these are 80s Other. retro cartoons. The names are supposed to sound incredibly <laughs> stupid. All right, well, why is he a cyborg? Maybe that's He's a cyborg to start. because in, in fighting with Veldemir. Valamir. Valamir. 
he uh, he was thrown into a pit of of uh, not radioactive waiting with bated breath. Yes, well, thank God for editing. A pit of of uh, we know it's a pit. Well, no, I'm trying to think of something that's not, like, I was going to say acid, but, God, that's been done to death. And radioactive doesn't really work because in the situation we don't really have. So it's, he was thrown into a pit of sorcerous energy, which resulted in his body being severely, off screen, of course, disfigured. Right, all right. And so in order to... This was before the, uh, well, how long has this been going on? We have descendants of the original now, so I can't really say that. It was was while the original knights were. uh, Well, no, yeah, you're descendants of, so. So, but it sounds like there are plenty of resources on this planet. It's not like it's a barren wasteland. Right. Okay, so I'll stand by that. So the. The current incarnation of the Knights of Sinsin, what the hell? Shinsin. <laughs> Shinsin uh, repaired him and made him better than he was. Stronger, faster. All right. Yes, for about $6 million. <laughs> All right, that's... So, and his, his name... Oh, to hell with it. His name is Blade Star. Blade Star. <laughs> not Brave Star. And not Black Star. Not Black Star. Which, you know, just shows how appropriate the name really is. There you go. To the retro tunes, because they used... That's two derivatives. Uh, yes. Blade Star. Star. <laughs> another one. I've never heard of that one. It's Master's character. Oh. All right. So, Blade Star. So, yes. I, I'm taking, given by the name that you wield a sword. Yes. All right. In fact, it is a sword which can spring into his hand. All right. As part of his cybernetic uh, getup. And then it retracts, you know, when Wolverine he's done. on steroids. Well, yeah, except instead of being <laughs> instead of being uh, claws, it's like it's a blade. Yeah, and it comes up more. I picture it coming up more uh, the way you hold a sword, not straight out, but kind of out of his palm. Yeah. All right. That works. That's cool. Which the physics of our rather silly, but then again, we're talking about retro tunes, so I'm not going to worry about that. And it makes a cool action figure gimmick, too, because you can have the spring-loaded sword. That's right. (laughs) Inside the oversized arm. That's right. (laughs) That is as large and as thick as the torso. Yeah. Alright. Are you working, are you writing out a character sheet in, in your computer there, or how are you doing that? I'm doing that right now. Let me get on and get into text edit. Now, Adam, do you have any concept for, for yours while I ruminate? Um, you're not done, right? Well, no, but I figured. Oh, okay. 
We can kind of bounce back and forth while yeah. you guys are, are dwelling okay. upon your traits. I was actually I was dwelling upon uh, uh, action figure possibilities for uh, where this retractable blade might come out of if it weren't his wrist. But <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be something that any mom would buy their kid. Yeah. Uh, Particularly so. in 1984. So. <laughs> 1984. Uh, so yes, good. Kudos for taking a safe option there out of the wrist into the pan. It's retractable. I mean, he's a cyborg, so it could come from anywhere. That's right. Go really. ahead. How, how did I dive so low brow so early in this thing? I, I'm supposed <laughs> to wait a little while, give people a false sense of security, and then reveal what a low life I can be. All right, humanoid. I have pictured uh, for this adventure a human, or as close to whatever a human is in this particular universe. His name is Smack Chainmore. <laughs> All right. Wow, there's a lot of bondage possibilities <laughs> in there. I'm not even going to begin to, uh, well, I've already begun to postulate, but... Uh, it's nothing less than I deserve, <laughs> but but that, that's not quite where he goes with it, really. It's okay. just, well, his, his uh, catchphrase, if you want to call it one, is restrain the evildoers. He has, he has uh, um, a desire to see uh, any of the forces of the ex-galactic emperor, Valamir, stopped in their tracks no matter where they are or what they're doing probably because uh his father brought him up to be a true knight of shenzhen and has passed on little relics of the ancient times the times before uh, all the way back since before the sphere was formed and locked and I think he has probably something like a ballpoint pen or something or a <laughs> toilet float or some weird thing from outside the sphere that, that he guards as part of his heritage. But he knows pretty much all there is to know about uh, about the history of the Knights of the Scene and considers it his, uh, his ancestral duty to carry out what his father has taught him. He is something of a Dudley Do-Right style character. A legend in his own mind, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and he does, he, he carries with him any number of ways of uh, uh, tying up, locking up, restraining, chaining, whatever, a, a minion or uh, a main, main uh, character of the opposing faction. So I guess let's well under weapons I suppose it would be uh, uh, an electro long chain of the law long electric chain of the law <laughs> there you go. long chain electric chain there we go electric chain all right it's got to be an electric chain of something electric chain of Electric chain of justice. Ooh, I like it. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say anti-naughtiness, anti but justice works. <laughs> Electric chain of justice. 
So the car- the action figure comes with six feet of chain. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be enough for a little kid to wrap around his own head. That's right. That's the problem. With two inches of chain. No. <laughs> it's probably one solid piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four and a half inches long. Yeah, with a little thing, with like a little ring on each end that you can yeah. use to... Uh, to Manacles. Yeah, yeah exactly. And flash all around the outer edge. It's just, <laughs> crap. Yeah, total crap. Anyway, sorry. Yes, that'll work. <laughs> all right. So, in keeping with the the um, the tendency toward opposites attracting here, he's got his Dudley Do Right style, and Blade Star is much more kind of cynical and um, kind of. Uh, Snarky. <laughs> Snarky, because he's got the whole evil doer beware. <laughs> Blade Star, why are you lying face down in the mud like that? <laughs> it's a particularly effective position for being wretched. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I can't wait to see what you guys do with this uh, first adventure. <laughs> wow, I see potential for, for great danger. <laughs> Yes. Well, and, and in keeping with that, I have I, I Blade Star. I'm sure tends to poke a little fun at uh, at um, what's his name again? Smack Smack Chainmore. Smack Smack Chainmore's expense from time to time, uh, which he is oblivious to because he's <laughs> clueless. That's right. As to when he's being um, yes mocked. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so, I'll worry about description and all that. Actually, Adam, can you help me out? I didn't make myself a character sheet, so I'm think I'm thinking what I might do is real quick. If you could, uh, you said you got you made one from the the. So I'm going to ride your coattails merc- mercilessly and blade. Well, I I went to the download section of the CAH whatever place that I found when I did the Google thing. Oh, okay. It's got uh, it's got tagline, series, player. Oh, we could go over. That's like a top box. But um, there's a major box down the left-hand side, and the first one says appearance. Next one says personality. Next one says background, and I think we probably both kind of gave our backgrounds there. And then below that is traits, which gets more involved in what we're probably going to do in a little while. Yeah, I'll just leave. I'll just write these down and fill them in. Oddly enough, it doesn't say weapon anywhere. But <laughs> well, your weapon can be a trait. I think. Yeah, oh, okay. the, yeah the weaponry is in the is. Uh, it, this is a strange game in that respect. That the uh, the weaponry basically everything ends up in traits, essentially. Cool. Yeah, in some ways, it's kind of like Satsi in that respect. In Spirit of the Century, where you have, um, except instead of calling them aspects. They call them traits in this game, and you actually rate them. Yeah, I was overlaying uh, all that Satsi stuff over what I was reading, trying to make comparisons, and it actually helped a lot. Yeah. Okay. Electric chain of justice. <laughs> Filling my sheet in here as we go. Yeah. Background, Knight of Shenseen. Nuff said. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, I don't know, is there, I mean, 
they list uh, in the characters one, two, three, four. In the character sheet, they list four special abilities with power levels, descriptions, components, and bonuses and restrictions, that kind of thing. What type it is. Um, it's presently kind of a little bit beyond me here as far as what we can get away with and what we're supposed to do next. Yeah, it's uh, that's the that's the most crunchy bit of character creation in this game is the bonuses and having to um, deal with the proof of purchase points and all that kind of stuff. But it's not undoable. Let's see, where to start? We have thirty pops or proof of purchase points. Like, can't call them pops because then I get hungry and want to raid my. <laughs> to see if I can find some, because I gotta have my pops. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> I think that was kind of pup corny, Eric. Oh. Well, I don't like to sugarcoat anything, so. <laughs> this this is the mute button going. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say. Who <laughs> would? Yes. All right. I think I reversed it. Yeah. Anyway. So in the traits, essentially, um, they give you some things that you can possibly work off of. But basically, anything goes. You can, uh, you know, any uh, any sort of basic stuff, strength and intelligence, or if you want to. Um, Narrow it down even further. That can sort of be a uh, special ability. If I get any of this wrong, Eric. No, it sounds good so far. That sounds about right, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And you got thirty uh, points to distribute. Uh, the first uh, four points that you give to a trait are one for one, so one pop per point. And then if you go over four, it's two pops per point. Yes, but we can't go... Oh, yeah, we can for action trait. No. An action feature can go up to eight. Eight. Yeah. And an action feature is a trait that... Um, is unique to your character, essentially. Eric's, at this point, would be the, the sword that comes out of his hand and his swordsmanship, essentially, what I think would all be kind of categorized in your action feature. And uh, Adam's, yours uh, would be the uh, the chain thing. Captive okay. capturing, that sort of thing. Chain of justice, or the okay. got electric chain of justice. Chain of justice, and I can have three more after that, right? Uh, yeah. Traits, traits. That is okay. Well, you can have as many as you can. Yeah, as many as you want. I think, uh, but you're limited to thirty proof, proof of purchase points. So. Well, sort of. Now, let's not forget, this is the hard part about this, because there are so many ways in the game where they say, and if you do this, you can get extra points, and if you want a bonus for this, then it's going to cost... Yeah, if you traits. pick traits that are detrimental for, to your character, like in your case, it might be something along the lines of oblivious to... Um, Others. Uh, yeah, how far do you want to go with that oblivious thing? Is that just to being mocked, or is it? Is he? Does he have a general sense of obliviosity to certain uh, situations? Um, I, I think. Uh, I think if if his if his eye came in contact with something that was so completely and obviously 
anti-good, anti-Knights of Shenzhen, um, I don't know, like a, a going if, if he went into a children's school and found some poster that was promoting drugs or something, he, his eye would slide off of it. <laughs> he would just literally not be able to see it. It's just too um, incredibly awful. He's, he's, he, it's not a situation where he's a complete doofus. I mean, uh, as in, as in, he has the intelligence of a clam. But yeah, I would say primarily it's a lack of a sense of uh, uh, sarcasm or irony. Doesn't get the joke, essentially. Okay, yeah, and there are two, and there are two levels of detriment that you can pick. If it's a minor one. Like, I would, I mean, Josh is the game master, so he gets the final say on this, so I feel like I'm kind of speaking for him, but no, okay. just, but I would say that would be more of a minor detriment, so you would get, so it's called, you put a 1x next to that trait, however you choose to describe it, and... Uh, Basically, if you ever have to roll a check on it, you roll uh, an extra die... Uh, for that, and you use the l- lesser of the two rolls as your official role for that. Yeah, and for a major one, that would be more like, oh, I can't think of a major one right now, but like, uh, if it like if it was oblivious to in general, that would be a much more it would affect him much more dramatically. So that would be considered a major detrimental trait, and you would get two X for that. That would, you would write that down, and that one you roll two extra dice, which means you're rolling a total of three for a ch- for a check against that trait, and you pick the lowest of the three. <laughs> and for uh, each each detrimental die that you uh, give to a trait, you get an extra proof of purchase point. Yeah. So, so if you do the one X, then you get one extra point. If you get two X, then you get two. I know that's kind of stating the obvious, but I prefer to do... I'd rather state obvious things and have you go, duh, then... Well, no, I mean, by all <laughs> means, whatever you can uh, add in here to, to clarify stuff. I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I, I went through the PDF that uh, describes at least the preliminaries, the, the one that Cartoon Action Hour puts out, the preliminaries on, on how the game is played, and then the, uh, the supplement, the RTF that you sent... Um, and the only place I've seen proof of purchase spelled out anywhere, as in just the words proof of purchase points, was on this uh, series description. I didn't see it explained, unless I didn't like read far enough in. I didn't see it explained anywhere as to what the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should be in that creative, in that uh, creating your character. Creating the character RTF? RTF, okay. yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, well, I've got uh, I've got a detrimental trait that I can throw in here right now. The tag along friend. Ah. I have the tag along friend, someone that befriended me, as in has decided to be my occasional, not constant, but occasional sidekick. <laughs> I have named this friend Squeaky McGlassankle. And what is Squeaky? Dare Squeaky I ask? Mc, Squeaky McGlassankle is uh, uh, 
Sounds like a rat. Um, more actually like, more actually like a, a meerkat than a rat. <laughs> Uh, a meerkat that wears clothing doesn't refer to himself as a meerkat. He is of the spherioid race. <laughs> um, speaks in a, in a very high, squeaky voice. Laughs at uh, laughs at damn near anything, and will generally show up when we're trying to escape from something. Uh, it will realize uh, too late that we're trying to escape from some danger and will run away from the danger with his eyes fixed constantly on it as uh, he his body instinctively finds the root the up up uh, the root sticking out of the ground or the trench or the pothole or the wet pavement or anything that uh, he can somehow smack into fall into or snag his feet up on so that he either breaks his ankle or somehow becomes trapped, becoming uh, an instant liability to the party. <laughs> he also, I would imagine, shows up when we're trying to sneak in somewhere and invariably would do something that would cause himself to be trapped and make the most noise possible to... Yeah, or, or would just show up and say, Hi, Smack! What are you doing?! You know, and, that actually uh, wasn't a bad Orco impression there. That's very <laughs> Give the game away. It's essentially it's that <laughs> universally hated, worthless character that everyone wishes were dead the instant it appears on screen. Yeah, it was from, Snarf would be the oh, ideal. good God almighty. Ideal my. example. <laughs> or Scrappy-Doo or something like yeah, that, whatever. Slimer. What was the name of that thing that had the big wizard-shaped hat and two little eyes inside, was, and it floated around? Yeah, that was Orko. That was the one he just uh, Orko, said okay. from Masters. Yeah, sure. fine. So, yeah, this is a meerkat version of those types of characters. I, <laughs> All right, I, I, I would I, say that would be 2X. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. No question there. 2X after that. Sorry, it's 80s cartoons. you got to have oh, that. you got to have absolutely. <sighs> absolutely. So, uh... You're going to need to set aside some proof of purchase points so that you can create the traits for squeak ankle. What the hell is it? Ankle biter? What's his last name? Squeaky McGlass ankle. Squeaky McGlass ankle. Yes. Good God, I hope you're writing that down. I, I, I think if he's got the squeaky uh, voice, he should also have to speak in a Scottish brogue. <laughs> being, <laughs> being a McGlass ankle. Oh, uh, McGlass ankle. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, why not? I have to dig out your goon show. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was paying attention during uh, IDDFOS 68 or 69. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, worries. Anyway. I'd like to apologize to uh, both of you because between the three of us, I feel kind of caught in the middle because Josh and I have all kinds of references that you have no idea what the hell we're talking about. And you and I have references that Josh has absolutely no idea what the hell we're talking about. So between... Uh, That's all right. That well, should it, make for a game where nobody has a clue what anybody's talking what about. Talking about which Eric. That's right. I'm the only one. I'm the Tigger. That's and right. if we keep at this long enough, then the three of us will have references that no one will have a clue about. Exactly. So. 
Uh, I've been hogging all this time now. I think it's I think it's a, a Blade Star time for yes, a while. Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, right. I'm trying to think of an economical way of handling this in game that's not going to be. You know how they were talking in the thing about how you want to keep your traits pretty narrow of focus. And yet, one of the things I'd like for this character to have is kind of the Inspector Gadget type of, although not as comically uh, played, but that you never know what is going to... He's got, being the cyborg, he's got little compartments. All right, well, that would be the transform trait that they talk about in the uh, thing, I think. Well, I hadn't planned on transforming him into a jet or anything. No, 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 but, no. but if bits and pieces of you, <laughs> pieces of you, are essentially going to transform into random things, right? I think it amounts to the same. Okay. Um, you know that would be okay. a way to handle. I can, get that, I can get that transformation cluster thing, and uh, right, right, exactly. Okay, I'll just pick self. And if I recall correctly, that is three. It's yeah. Oh, We're you don't need the cluster though, right? Because you're only going to be transforming parts of yourself. So you just need to transform... Because transform uh, cluster is if you want to transform self and objects and other people and... Oh, okay. I was a little unclear on that because it yeah, seemed like... You, you just want the regular transform thing. So that'll be just like any other trait. You'll just have to say how many points you want out and how important that is to you. Okay. Uh, let's see... Cyber gadgets, just because that's a corny '80s. Cyber gadgets. Yeah, I like the thing that they suggest where you write down the traits before you actually score them, so that you can get an idea of what you're doing before you actually start divvying out points. Okay, so I've got retractable sword, cyber gadgets. I think you're going to need. Uh, I'm going to need some detriments. Yeah, you're going to need some detriments. You're also going to need, though. Uh, I think. Some sort of swordsmanship. Once you've got that sword out, some sort of... Uh, oh, that's true, and that doesn't count as an accessory because it's attached to me, but it would be a good enhancer. I'm going to totally steal one of the example traits and uh, pick Fierce Fighter. All right. Uh, and then... I figure the sword, I'll deal with that later, but I'm probably going to pick one of the bonuses you can get for a, I think it's one point of one, one, I'm just going to say points. We know they're proof of purchase points, and I'm tired of saying proof of purchase points, and I don't like saying pops because it makes me hungry. So it's one point you can take. One of the things you can do is have it something called an enhancer, where it gives you a plus to another trait, even though it's its own separate trait. Like, for example... Uh, in my case, the sword trait could have the enhancer bonus, which you would add to the fighting trait when you roll. And the rating of your trait is what dictates. I think it's like half of the rating gets added. So if you have four in sword, that would be, in my case, that would be a plus two enhancer um, for the fighting when I'm using the sword. And I feel like I'm making this a lot more confusing than it actually is, so I apologize. I'm not very good at explaining. You know. You're actually doing a better job than the book did, so uh, you're, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. 
that was much more succinct than the way I was uh, thinking of it. So, uh, so well, that's, my one complaint about the book, although it's an entertaining read, was that it's very uh, it's it's overly verbose. I think in spots. Yeah, use more examples, less verbiage. Yeah. It seems like it could have been, I think, more cohesive. There you go. Because yeah. All right. Any detriments? Let's see. How robotic do I want to make him? Um, shoot, maybe I should just make him a robot. To hell with the cyborg thing. Because I was thinking one of his limitations could be he has to recharge. Um, well, you could still do that. I think you should keep the cyborg or, thing because he is a descendant of. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, just how how much of him is... Mechanical. Small machine now than man. Exactly. <laughs> uh, twisted and... Well, he's not evil, but... Yeah. Snarky. <laughs> twisted and snarky, yes. So what I told you was true from a certain point of view. No, it's not! You told me my dad was murdered, you jackass! Anyway. Well, let me put it another way. <laughs> Have you ever seen... Jiffy Pop. <laughs> Replace Jiffy Pop with his head. <laughs> there, you have it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we have that uh, has to recharge once a day or he will start to lose cohesion and become... <laughs> He'll do... <laughs> He'll sing show tunes. <laughs> 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 oh, now that's funny. Uh, something like that. I don't know if I want to go that uh, extreme, but that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> he starts starts to malfunction and, and sing sing what he speaks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or actually, we like maybe for every. 15 minutes beyond charging, his traits start to go down by one or two or something like that. That GM's... That would almost... That would almost be more of a subplot than a... I don't know. I'm a little... Uh, Well, we can... We can, uh, you know, fudge the rules a little bit. Um, Because I think that should be... That sounds like it should be a detriment. Well, it's kind of a bit of both, is the thing. So if you haven't charged at some point we'll we'll use start applying the detriment to the to the actions you're taking. I think. Yeah. If that makes sense. Cuz otherwise it's never going to quite work out right. So Well, that's the thing that's why I was like it's it sounds more like a subplot cuz I was thinking, you know, the the detriments they have listed are like clumsy or stupid or as clumsy as he is stupid to keep the Star Wars <laughs> references coming. Um, or things that you can actually use on a on a fairly frequent basis, and the charging. Although I like the idea, now that I'm actually thinking about it, is probably if it comes up every episode, that's going to be really annoying. <laughs> well, to not, the, not every episode will last a day, though. But even more reason for, to be a subplot because it won't come up on a consistent basis, and if it does come up on a consistent basis, then it's just going to be stupid. 
Well, I will take so, a, take an extra point for the, for that subplot because I'm supposed to hand out points for subplots. So. Okay, so now my pops are at thirty two or thirty one. This is the dead air I was referring to earlier. <laughs> not, not quite dead air. We can hear you typing. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Replace those with conga drum sounds and... <laughs> we'll be building tension. I remain blasé. <laughs> Eric has to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm sure you're thinking that now you know you're going to get to go through the hell that I have gone through for the past three months <laughs> editing gutter skypes in addition to all the other crap I have to do. <laughs> but it's a proud kind of time. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So I've got one subplot, I've got three traits. I think Smack is gonna need some more traits as well. Yeah, go with uh Smack for a bit because I'm going to go and get my copy of the game and look up the sample traits that are at the thing because I want to pick up some. Whenever I get a new game, I always create a character just so I can kind of see how it's done. And I found that when I was creating the character for this, um, I focused almost all my energy on all my points on physical traits and didn't even really go into. Like, some of the traits they have listed are for personality as well, or mm. for what they're mentally strong at and things like that. And I didn't even touch on any of that, so basically I wound up with this really cool, badass character who, uh, was well, smart as a- was a killing machine, but or, <laughs> or whatever the retro tune equivalent thereof would be. Um, Basically, uh, a killer snarf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, if if Jar Jar Binks had been thought of 15 years earlier or something, then he would have been perfect fodder for something like a snarf character. I I don't know. He takes annoying character to a new level. Yeah, that's true. He's a leftover of the mentality that somehow decided that Stories needed characters like that. Yeah. I never understood it. It goes back to the 60s. Who the hell decided that you had to have these types of characters in your stories? And they're they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. They really want a thing. And I mean, to their credit, even on Masters, they tried to make something decent out of Orko, but when you really boil him down, he is that... that yeah, he, he was feels better than most. Oh, yes. I will agree. He, he was, but... Yeah. but uh, you can definitely he was like aluminum shavings in your crotch. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. And tell us how you really feel. I'm sorry. That's just I can't help it. That's how I feel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, that's actually what what you said. Actually, now makes me think. There's this whole thing of um, uh, smack chain more oblivious to sarcasm. Is that a trait, or is that just like uh, a a personality description subplot, whatever. Yeah, I think that'll just, that's just part of your personality description. I think. I would okay, good because okay. I wouldn't want to waste that on a trait. <laughs> yeah, because I think you need more. Uh, you know, for your smack character, if he's going to be uh, capturing with uh, the chain and stuff, he needs some sort of either agility or a trait of 
capture and things mm. of that sort of nature, I think. Well, I've got trait. Well, if trait number one is electric chain of justice, then trait number two is gravity grip. <laughs> he can draw on the gravity field of Zim to increase his grip on anything, whether it's a vehicle, a creature, a nemesis, one of his own companions, to keep them from being sucked into a void. Gravity grip. All right. All right. I like that. That's, that's, that's definitely interesting. Definite action figure potential there. For that yeah. one. Uh, put magnets in his arms and it's... don't get him too close to your 1980s cassette tapes. <laughs> or, your, or your 1980s personal computers. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Floppy God. disks. Don't, don't lay it down <laughs> on that five and a quarter inch floppy or you'll wipe out your dad's spreadsheet for that week. I am... And you'll never get another action figure again. <laughs> <laughs> I have boxes of those five and a quarter inch disks to this day. I have, I have a working Apple 2GS. Oh, I thought you had a working Apple IIe. E. I didn't. I thought that's no, two okay. GS. Okay, that's still yeah, pretty yeah. damn impressive, though. Yep, twenty years old now. Don't don't say things like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. I got an Amiga two thousand sitting in my basement. I know it doesn't work. I got all the floppies that uh, I ever used with that. Are you guys in the same general vicinity, geographic wise? Nope. Uh, oh. Well, we're on the same side of the continent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. We've run the spectrum. We used to live next door to each other. We used to live in the same apartment. We used to live the same. <laughs> and now we're on the same continent. Or same side of the continent. Yeah. Huh. No need to breathe. I should, I should get that. <laughs> no. Let's hmm. see. For all the traits that you have and all the potential, they really make you have to work with only 30 pops to spread around through all this stuff. Well, over time, you get to build all that up. Though. Yeah. If you start with everything you want, uh, nowhere for your character to go. Yeah, that's true. And hopefully you guys will like this series well enough that we'll, <laughs> we'll play it for a while. I almost want to take the bad Mama Jama trait just because I can't believe it's actually in here, but... Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> Bad Mama Jamma. That's funny. Let's see. One of the sample traits they have listed here is comical, demeanor, compassionate. Obviously, personality factors somewhere into traits. Yeah. I, I guess you figure if it's something that you could use that would need to be rolled against, then it's got to be a trait as opposed to part of your personality description. Strength of the bear! bear, bear, bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got those on DVD. I probably should uh, watch that at some point. Yeah, they really put you in the mood for this. A very underrated cartoon, in my opinion, was Brave Star. I am culturally deprived. <laughs> it was a it was a '80s sci-fi western cartoon. So Joss Whedon's got a lot of noise. <laughs> oh no, it's it's no in no way even closely resemblant to Firefly, but uh, okay, yeah, it's it's a whole different uh, spin on the sci-fi western. His is much more multidimensional. 
mean, I love Bravestar, but I'm not going to lie. It's it's <laughs> it's uh, about as subtle as a Mack truck through a plate glass window. <laughs> Space cop. Can a vehicle or a rideable creature be a trait? Oh, absolutely. Oh, good. Okay. But just keep in mind that when you do that, you have to create the traits of the actual vehicle or creature that you're riding, which is fine. Yeah, they uh, they do recommend in the uh, in the book that uh, unless you really have a specific uh, reason for doing so, let the game master create some vehicles for you over the course of the the uh, series that you can ad- adopt because they'll be a lot more powerful and that sort of thing. Yeah, because it eats up points pretty uh, quickly. Okie doke. I figure no concept is etched in stone until it's actually finished. So I'm thinking rather than make him where his entire body is this cyborg thing, I'm going to have his right arm and like the left side of his face are cybernetic. So he's got the sword in the arm, various other potential gadgets can come out of the arm. Okay, good, because I was worried they were going to come out of the left side of his face, because that would be weird. <laughs> no, I figure for the left side of his face, that's going to give him, like, a bionic eye, or or uh, right, right. or maybe I'll, he'll be the first to have the bionic nose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think Pinocchio's got you beat by a few hundred years. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't make the most out of that nose, though, man. He could have used it as a, you know, long-range weapon, tell a lie and have the nose grow up and bap somebody. Tell enough lies fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Yeah. So you're now a cybernetically enhanced humanoid. Yes. Okie doke. As opposed to being... The robot man that I was originally thinking of. Just don't really want to go there. Or let me put it this way. If I do go the way of that I was originally, I'm only going to have the compartmental stuff come out of his arm. I know I said Inspector Gadget, but I don't really want to go that far with it. Like I Because now that I'm saying that, I was thinking I really kind of thought it'd be cool to have him have rockets in his feet so that he can do the flying thing. Ah. But uh, based on that reaction, I think maybe I'll. Re- <laughs> oh. ah. Sorry, I was just hearing the theme song to Gigantor in my head. <laughs> I've never seen that actually, but now I may have to remedy that. I think um, I've only got four or five brain cells that are holding on to the memory of. Uh- <laughs> Whatever that was, that's we're talking really early sixties there. <laughs> Fire breath. Yeah. You eat enough jalapeno poppers and and uh, he has to have a constant supply of, of garlic and onions and once per episode you can knock any foe down with his 
<laughs> Breath of Fire. I fall into somebody's breath of fire. Let's see. There's a thing, and I can't think what it is, and I know I read it somewhere in when I was reading this, where it talks about a thing you can do where you get, where once per episode you can do like a one-shot thing. Like the tra- you have a trait that only works once per episode. I seem to have some vague memory of that, but I can't remember what it was in reference to now. Because I was thinking if I could, that would be the best way for that I was thinking to handle the cybernetic arm thing, or the cybernetic gadgetry, rather than always have it I think be- it's okay. You could do the transform thing. Uh, I think that's, okay. you know, just the, the more extravagant, the thing that you're trying to... Uh, Using your arm, the the more difficult it's going to be to for it to actually work. Okay, yeah, that's true. Because then we could have fun comic moments where he's his arm is like a, a um, Swiss Army knife of of stuff. But, but you uh, know, he need he needs. Uh, that's you know, what I was trying to come up with in the first damn place. Was he needs was, a fire hose to to put out the fire that's about to engulf you, and uh, his arm yeah. becomes a watering can. That's right. Yeah. Or a hose springs out of his arm and and uh, <laughs> and sprays gasoline. He's, um, geez. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got quick witted. Laser eye. Laser which eye. Brings to mind Cyclops from the X-Men, but I'm not going to have him wear dorky glasses or a visor thing. So the laser eye, he will be able to attack with, presumably. Yes. All right. So the traits I have so far are retractable sword, cybernetic arm, fierce fighter, quick-witted, intimidating, infrared, laser eye, and uh, enhanced hearing. Damn. <laughs> That's a hell of a list. I don't know if you're gonna you know, I don't think you're gonna have enough points to go around there. I may not. And I don't have any detriments yet either, damn it. Um Let's go down here. There's gotta be a list of detriments to I don't think there is one actually. If there was, it's not a very extensive one. Water makes you rust. That would be a good one. <laughs> or short circuits your your internals. I was going to say lack of emotion, but that goes in the face of the snarky. Can't really have snarky and emotionless. It just doesn't really work very well. No, no. Um, short circuits... Uh, Anim, you got any ideas? Because I'm coming up. Well, you had one earlier about uh, recharging yourself and being uh, yeah, but that's, 15 minutes past your recharge or something like that. Yeah, but that's more of a subplot than it. I'm looking for some traits, some detrimental traits that I can that are going to come into play on a fairly consistent basis, as opposed to that which could. vulnerable to magnetic attack. Ooh, there we go. There we go. See, this is why I keep him around because he comes up. If before. you. Can. <laughs> 
I mean, you got metal on you. you know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why I didn't. That, Can yeah. never get an MRI, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mag- magnetism is uh, is bad yeah. for you. Vulnerable to magnetism. I would say that's probably a 2x. I was thinking, okay, cool. No willpower when it comes to extremely odoriferous food. (laughs) Oh, God. Um. (laughs) Wow. Smells great. Smells great. Must eat now. Must eat now. Must eat now. Bacon! Bacon! I get it myself, but I don't have thumbs. Bacon. Or on the other side of that, if it's strong smelling, you think it's food and must eat now. <laughs> you know what? Instead of uh, making the charging thing a sub, why don't I just make him? He's prone to occasional malfunction. Maybe he's a rare breed in that maybe there's not a whole hell of a lot of uh, cyborgs around. So it was kind of an experimental thing. And maybe he, at GM's mercy, at the GM's, not discretion, at the GM's uh, whim, whim, he can start to kind of malfunction in. All right. One, one X for that one. One X for that one. Okay. Quirky prototype. There you go. (laughs) I'm going to put that, actually. And loose cannon. Which, for a cyborg, could be taken quite literally or figured. <laughs> <laughs> arm just fell off. Tighten those set screws. <laughs> yeah. Definitely has a screw loose. <laughs> Okay, so that is 34 points total. You're good there. Yeah, I forget. Do you get? Do you remember? Do you get pops for uh, subplots? Uh, yeah, I think it's one. It's one one pop per subplot. Okay. <laughs> That's just yeah. Sounds kind of funny. There was a max on the subplots too. I think. I think you. It was like three yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. He's pissed off at his creator. Uh, who was his creator? Ooh, what if it was Veld- Veldemir? Uh, Valamir. Not Voldemort. I can't this is not not remember Harry Potter. <laughs> Damn it. You keep putting the... I keep putting the D in there. What is it? Valamir. Valamir. There you go. In fact, let's... Like I said, nothing to me is etched in stone until it's actually finished. Let's say, instead of the stupid acid bath thing, maybe... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Valamir was... In the process of creating a super soldier out of this guy who was hey, one just, of his enemies. Yeah, or he was just, no, he was like a minion. 
Well, no, he's one of the nicest Shensin. Well, he is now. Well, he's a descendant of the... Oh, crap. That screws <laughs> up my idea. Okay. But he could have been captured, and uh, and because he was a knight of... Oh, there you go! He was captured because the guy figured, well, if I'm going to make a super soldier, I might as well start with the best. Exactly. And uh, having a grudging respect for his enemy, he, he captured this knight of Shen, Senshin, Shen Shimahashime. And... Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah working on him, and he escaped in uh, the middle of the process. And that's why he's the quirky prototype, because it's done yet. And so, hmm, the way I'm going with this is almost too complicated for an 80s cartoon, although maybe that'll be one of its strengths if this was a real show. Because I'm thinking he's got kind of a love, uh, almost like a I was going to say a love-hate relationship with, with uh, Velomir, but but uh, it, the love is more just because on the one hand he he is pissed off because he was mutilated and he wants extra, he's extra eager for revenge. On the other side of things, though, he's in some ways much a much better knight because of the of the things that he has been given. So conflict. Yeah, he's got a conflict with the... Subplot. Yeah. All right. And the the same goes for, I would think, for Velomir. On one hand, he is... He doesn't like this guy. Oh, no, Velomir. Velomir is my guy. Don't touch him. All right, all right. Talk about him. You will find out much (laughs) more about Velomir in the coming All right. All right, all right. Okay. I'll simmer down there, Sparky. Alright, so take another uh, proof of purchase for that one. Okie doke. Take another point. We're just going to call them points. I think I'm at 25 now. And I think I will leave it at there, and if I need to come up with something else, I will do it as I... Yeah, well, we, can, we can add things uh, as we go along in between episodes and such. So. Yeah. But I just mean, if it turns out, if I'm like, oh, I... Almost done, but I need three more. Then I'll we'll worry about that when it if it happens. Right. Um, okay, I've been on the hot seat for quite some time now, and, and Adam's probably bored to death. So let's uh, yeah. maybe not death, just comatose. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I, I'd like to ask your indulgence. This is I know this is the first time that. The three of us have games together, and it's a character creation thing. So before, do not let this session be an indication for you as to how things are going to be for the actual game. Because yeah. my strength yeah. is in the storytelling, which is why I wanted the game master this one. I, I'm not the best player, but I I enjoy the GMing part of it. Uh, judging from what we got so far, I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah, I like the. So we've got uh, I've got two more traits anyway to add. If I I don't know, uh, that would bring me up to five. I don't know that that matters much, but uh, uh, trait number trait number three would be sucker for sincerity. <laughs> there you go. In other words, uh, if if somebody if somebody is really really sorry for what they did, and promises 
never ever to follow their evil ways again. <laughs> I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and take them at their word. There you because, go. Because, um, is it just me or, they, or just Smack starting to sound more and more like Ram Man? Or <laughs> no, because Ram Man's an idiot. And I, I don't picture this well, guy being. You kind of had that do, Dudley Do Right thing going too, though. <laughs> That's the mo- the more I'm looking at him, he's, he's striking me as more of an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, then. You may go. <laughs> I'll you from my chain of justice. <laughs> I am good. Go thou and do likewise. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, that's good. Sucker Francis, uh, I, I think that's a 1X. That's a detrimental trait. I guess. Yeah. Um, and another another one is boots of ground cracking, <laughs> meaning if he if he if he decides to uh, if he decides to complicate matters for his enemies, all he's got to do is take a good hard stomp on either the floor or the ground or the mountainside or the rock or whatever they're on, and it uh, shakes things up just a little bit enough maybe to knock them off balance, depending on whether they save against it or not. All right, we can go with that. You're gonna to want to hire uh, a higher level on that one, I would think, than some of the other ones. Okay, that would be, that would be difficult to do, obviously. So you'll probably want a higher trait level on that one. Sounded good. Sounding interesting. I like the fact that these two characters are absolutely nothing alike. Yeah. It'll be fun. Oh, people that, people that write dialogue love that kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> I haven't assigned levels to any of these things, I think, except for maybe if these uh, detriment um, well, ratings. Give, yeah, those give you extra, you know, uh, points. So for each one of those, you know, 1x is 1 point, 2x is 2 points. So add those to your 30 and then divide up your 30 among the, the good traits, essentially. Well, let's 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 see. I've got. Well, uh, said I was I was doing some. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at my character thing. You add up all the what? The detriments. The one uh, x two x. Those are extra points. Right. Right. Oh, I thought you were saying for scoring your traits, divide it by. No, 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 no. That just at that point where you use those points for the the positive traits. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's all. Okay. I'm good. Nothing new, nothing complicated. Just reiterating the <laughs> obvious. That's what I do. All right, so I've got, um, I've got, so far I've got five traits. I've got electric chain of justice, gravity grip, sucker for sincerity, squeaky McLass ankle, and boots of ground cracking. <laughs> now, it under uh, Squeaky McGlass Ankle and Sucker for Sincerity, uh, respectively. I got two X and one X. Right. That's three points to add to the proofs of purchase. Yes. All right. That brings that to thirty-three, right. and I'm supposed to take those thirty-three points and distribute them among what the traits? The good traits. Yeah. The good traits. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, one point. Yeah, it's point for point. Up up through four, and then anything over four, it's two proof of purchase points per point. 
So if you wanted a f- you know a four on something, that's four points. But if you want a five, that would be six. If you wanted a six, that would be eight. And so would on. I include the, the Would I include the detrimental traits in that point distribution? No, because uh, those okay, are so already that- scored at the one x two x. Those don't cost okay. anything because they're negative. And that leaves me if I just leave if I just have five traits that leaves me with three traits. Right, and I you can have more than that if you like, but yeah, you could you can do that. You can also use some of those uh, uh, proof of purchase points for extra oomph, right, Eric? That's right, right. I think. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, you can also use the proof of purchase points to buy extra oomph, I believe, right? Uh, yes, but I can't remember. I think it's like a two for, one. two for one. No, it's either two for one or three for one. It's something where it's like, why would I want to spend them on that when I could spend them on enhancing my? Yeah, and I think I, if, uh, I think you guys start with five anyway, right? On the oof. So, um, I'm gonna have to look. I think it's five. It, it's five. We're just gonna say it's five. Because <laughs> you're the, the game master, damn it! Yes, and that's if right. you say it's five, I decide by God, it's five. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. Just uh, yeah, just use those amidst your other. Uh... All right, I'm just gonna give them. The, I'll give them the eleven apiece then. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so that's gonna be. Uh, let's see. Wait, four. Hang on a minute. Because uh, it's two for every point over four. So five, six, six is eight. Seven is ten. So it's gonna be. You got seven on each one of those, and you got one point left over. So you have three points. Oh, it's a, you have seven on each with three points left over. Because uh, you don't have enough to push it that up. Totals 20, that totals 24 points. You're right, but it's, it's the way that it's, the, it's uh, done is it's a one for one for the first four. Like, so, I like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. Okay, um, that's okay. Uh, wh- one of your good traits is uh, is your chain of justice, say. Yep. Okay, so up to the, a level of four, you use one proof of purchase for each one of those points. So that would be four proof of purchases that you've used up to get to four. Once you get to that f- number oh, four, okay. everything above that is two proof of purchase points per point. So if you want it to be five, it's going to take two more proof of purchase to get there. If you want six, it's two more on top of that. Okay, so I should start out on these three remaining positive traits with uh, um, subtracting four per trait from right. the from the thirty three points total. Right. Okay. And then with the what's left over, you can increase those by more if you like uh, at two points per point, or two per, points per level if you want to look at it that way. Okay, so essentially. Once I've added, once I've got all three of the positive traits at four, that leaves me with twenty-one points remaining. Right. And I can spend. Uh, I can increase those. All right. You know that, that's a brilliant way to do that. Thank you, because I was thinking, how in the heck I'm getting confused on my scoring, and I'll just do that. What is it going to? How many traits do I have, and what would it cost to put them all at four? Not that I'm going to do that, but at least it's a starting point. Right. And if you don't use them all up, you can hang on to it till the uh, in, in between episode where you can uh, improve your stats. 
between stories. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to. I wasn't suggesting keep them all at four. I just figured. Right. I'm just saying uh, he's going to have one left over that he's not going to be able to use on oh. anything. I yeah, think. I got him. I got all the positive ones up uh, now. I, yeah, I got them, uh, the positive ones up to seven, and I got that one remaining point. Right. Cool. So that one, uh, that one remaining one, you can hang on till next time. Cool. Dude, you got all. You're just gonna kick my ass. <laughs> we got very different <laughs> characters. <laughs> Unless you say to him, "Look over there." <laughs> <laughs> and you roll, and you see nothing. There may be bad guys coming out of that ravine. Look! Look at There's the a child bird. in trouble! Alright, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> no, but We're I Blade see Star. my Can you be more specific? Blade Star? Blade Star? <laughs> yeah, this guy is comic relief. Ugh. <laughs> uh. You may want to narrow down how many traits you've got there, Eric. <laughs> no, actually, I think this is going to work out okay. I don't have the book, but I wonder if they left this out. Is 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 there any way to supercharge a character or make things different in the plot um, using sugar? <laughs> uh, you have what's called... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would the, be an enhancer. The, 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 <laughs> I read about. I'm just thinking about breakfast cereals and oh, oh, things like that. Yes. Well, they threw pops in there, so I suppose even though they meant purchase points. Uh, There's a free tattoo inside every box. <laughs> oh, I found the companion trait uh, rules. You have. To spend one, well, you already did. Wait. Well, this, see, is un, this is unclear. Here, here, here's the thing. His quote companion thing. I, I'm not really counting it in the companion rules because he's not always there. That's why we're kind of counting it as a detriment because right. he comes and goes. No, no, no. I'm not saying not. I'm not. I'm not. My thing is, I'm unclear in the rules as to whether or not one. Uh, if you pick a companion trait, do you then, I'm assuming, you still have to pick the uh, companion bonus for an extra POP, just because it's, and I'm not saying he needs to do that, I'm just saying I was just, I was just passing by and I went, wait a minute. Yeah, I think, I think that's how it works. That's well, only if your companion is always there. Okay, here we go. Right, but he's still going to have to create the the stats, isn't he? For the. Uh, hang on a second. Uh. Oh, base oomph of two, you can get buy extras up to three. Okay. So, two. Sorry, guys, you got two oomph. You may get more in game, you can get more in between. Here we go. Threshold, this is what I was looking for. Okay, yeah. So your guys' thresholds uh, is going to be 10 each, because it's 8 plus your oomph. 
So to start with, you guys are going to be at ten. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Too many numbers can't absorb all of the info in this book. <laughs> yeah. Well, right? and apparently, apparently, this is like trimmed down and simplified compared to the first edition. Wow. Well, all right. I don't remember what our first adventure was going to be anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We have, uh, we still have time. Are you guys, are we done with character creation? That's uh, not, quite. not quite. I'm still getting my scoring done here. Change himself. Other characters are even object in another form entirely. Upon taking this bonus, you must select one of the following self others. This will dictate who or what you can transform. This bonus assumes that the character can transform the intended target into one specific alternate form. You must purchase the multiple forms bonus. Yeah, yeah. How much does it cost? What are you looking at? Yeah. Really? Okay. Um, and of course, it doesn't say how much the damn thing costs. I think it's... Is it one? What are you looking at? The cost of transform. It's just a regular trait. This is a we we oh that's okay what I keep saying because you don't need the cluster. No, oh, no, but there's also a multi, there's a, there's the cluster and then there is a. Uh, but it's just used as a normal trait if you're not taking the cluster. Oh, well, so that was my understanding. Yeah, I was a little unclear in that too. If you want to transform into a car, do you have to take the cluster and the transform bonus, that's or do you, you just want, you take the cluster if you want to transform more things than just one? Oh, okay. so more. Th- uh, sorry, more. It's <laughs> <laughs> my text message sound, yeah. which I think is brilliant, by the way. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, you take that if you want to be able to transform more things other than just yourself. Say. Okay, so you I don't need. To- you want to be able to transform objects. You want to be able to transform your companions and things like that. That's when you would take the cluster. It's okay. just you, so you, it's just a normal transform treat. Okay. Yeah, that was when I was unclear, because they've got... It's... Yeah, okay. It costs two cans of metal polish. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's what it was. There's a trait you can add on there's a thing you can add on to any trait called one shot it grants you two proof for purchase points this trait can only voluntarily be used once per episode so i think i'm going to put my cyber gadget arm I that know it, what it is it's your swiss army knife my swiss army knife can have one <laughs> yes <laughs> and that's a great pun my swiss army knife there you go <sighs> I didn't even mean to do that one. That one just your, bla- your blade, Star MacGyver. <laughs> but I can only do that once per episode. That way, I, I like that better. That way, it's like okay, what do I? I'm stuck with whatever thing. <laughs> whatever you end up with the first time, you can use for the rest of the game, but you can't change it. Now that that is not it. That is uh, in addition to the the retractable sword, which is always there. That's why. Right, I'm, right, right. But it'd be great okay. though. You, you know, at some point you transform it into a, you know, can opener. 
And for the rest of the, uh, you know, the episode, you're trying to figure out things you can do <laughs> with your can opener. <laughs> uh, we need to get, you know, through this door. Well, I'll use my can opener to pick right. the lock. My, yeah, exactly. Then I'm stuck with that for the... Don't so pet that. the cat with that arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, that's a question we have to resolve. If I pick something, the way I always... The way I was thinking about it was, like, it comes out, and then it can go back into the arm, the just sword, as a player... can. The as sword a, can, I think. Yeah, no, the sword can. But they, but whatever so, you... Wait a minute, so if I... I'm stuck with it on my arm for the rest of the episode? Yes, I think so. Oh. You're, you're a quirky prototype. I, oh, God! I think that's, uh... I think that's... That's great. <laughs> Oh, hell. Okay. Not to say you still can't use your sword and such. No, no, I understand. I but, just, if I pull the can opener thing out, then I'm stuck with a can opener on yeah. my arm for the rest of the episode. So, <laughs> careful picking your teeth after eating those ribs. <laughs> what began as a quest for justice turns to a search for beer. Yeah, there goes using it for comic relief. I'm not going to be stuck with a bottle opener on my arm or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Or a toothpick. I'm almost done. I know, Josh, you're itching to start. All right. And by the way, uh, also, Adam, while we're playing, anything you, uh, any other traits that you may need to roll for are all basically considered zero during the game plus your roll. So they can be added, they just don't get pop points. Yeah, well, yeah, like, exactly. like if, you, if you're looking at something, uh, try to decipher something, say, and you need an intelligence roll, you just roll the die. It would be whatever you roll plus zero. Whereas everything else is going to be whatever you roll plus your trait value. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. That allows room for change. Enhancement, rather. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so. I am. I think I'm done with my character here. I could probably stand to double check my POP usage, but I'm not gonna. I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> in a couple points of being on target. Unless you really want me to, then I will. But all right. Uh, we have name Blade Star series is the captive souls appearance. I haven't filled in yet. Personality yada yada. Subplots must recharge once a day. Or uh, begin malfunctioning, and he's conflicted about Velomir. Um, traits: retractable sword, six, and it has a plus three enhancer. Uh, cybernetic arm three, which is a one shot, meaning he he has the compart the gadgets that he, once he picks one, it's set for that episode. Um, Fierce Fighter 4. It sounds like a retro tune right there. <laughs> Fierce Fighter 4! Dun, 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 dun. Four heroes battling. Yeah, never mind. I'll have to use that <laughs> later for something. I don't know. Anyway, Fierce Fighter 4, Quick Witted 3, Intimidating 3, Infrared 3, Enhancer plus 1, Laser Eye 4, Hyper Aware 5, Vulnerable to Magnetism 2X, uh, Quirky Prototype 1x loose cannon 1x and uh, there we go 
Oomph is two, threshold is ten, and I don't know what else I need to do. Uh, that's pretty much it, I think. Oomph is two? Oomph is yeah. two. I thought it was five. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. And then we looked at the rules and realized that was wrong. Oh, okay. Oomph <laughs> is two, then. Uh, <coughs> threshold's ten. All right. Because threshold is is always eight plus your oomph. And since your oomph is currently two. And what is our battle rating? How do you do? You remember how to figure that one out? Uh, battle. It's rating. like seven plus something. I think it's seven. I've got plus your. I've got that section open right now. So give me a second here, and I will tell you. I forgot yeah, about it. It's uh. Okay. There we go. Uh, we're not using that anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, you never know. We might. Well, no, it's for scene. Up. It's for scene-based combat, and I've already determined we're not doing scene-based. Okay. Not enough of us to make it worth it. Frankly. So, for the purposes of this game, our battle rating is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're good with that. All right. All right. Are we ready? Yes. Standing by. Blade Star and Smack. Uh, Chainmore. Chainmore. Thank you. <laughs> Blade Star and Smack Chainmore, the last remaining descendants of the Knights of Shenseen. Scary, isn't it? You have been uh, tracking Valamir across the desert on the planet Zim. Uh, you've been uh, tracking him for days and days and uh, wondering what he is up to, but he's always managed to stay just a bit ahead of you. Finally, uh, in the uh, at dusk one night, uh, as you're camped out uh, in the desert, a pyramid magically rises from the sands. It is uh, very old-looking, very, uh, well, Earth people would say it's Egyptian-looking, but... You don't know any Earth people. Uh, it's got uh, runes and symbols and things carved all over the outside of it. And uh, that is where our episode, Season 1, Episode 1 of Captain Souls begins. Dun, dun, dun! Okay, so this is uh, it, it, the pyramid just comes rising out of the ground. Nearby. Nearby. Okay. Great <laughs> blades of macaroni. Great plates of macaroni blade star. <laughs> great, great. What is that? Well, what is macaroni? It's a delicious taste treat with a delightful glaze. But my attention is drawn to this massive structure before us. Well, I think we should see if it has a door, first of all. Or some... it. What purpose it serves. Alright, one of you needs a real perception roll. Okay, hang on, let me... I got my hyper-aware, so it should probably be... Yeah, I'll go with that. Hyper-aware is good. I leave uh, it to you, Blightstar. Okay, hang on. Because you're oblivious. <laughs> I will yeah. stand to your left so that my cape blows in the wind away from you and not obscure your face. <laughs> Okay, let's see. I gotta load my program here. 
Yeah, by the way, I just discovered that if you leave that program running indefinitely, eventually it pops up a window that says, this program is timed out. <laughs> I, I, I had it open since we started, and I'm not sure when it did that, but at some point it got tired of waiting for us. <laughs> and like any other program, by the way, you could put that as a keep in dock, which is what I've done. Oh! Oh, I got a boon. I got a 12, which means you get... Uh... What the hell does it mean? It's plus five, which is 17. Right. Why couldn't I have rolled this when I was in the middle of a fight or something? Yeah. Damn it! All right, well, that's obviously... Uh... I know everything there is to know about this damn pyramid at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, okay. Uh, yes, there, uh, there is a door uh, on one side of it, uh, off to uh, your right... You also, uh, because you are so hyper-aware, Bladestar, you've noticed that, uh, although it's partially obscured by the sand, you notice that there is an inscription written in sandstone at the, uh, at, on the ground in front of the door. But it's too far away to actually read from here. Okay. Looks very ominous, very spooky. There's, uh cobwebs hanging uh, in the doorway and uh, and all that uh, sort of jazz. Well, Smack, I, I, see, uh, I see the door and there's an inscription, but I can't read it, so we need to get closer because I, I have a feeling Lord Veldemir. <laughs> Why do I keep screwing that name up? Veldemir. Mr. Lord Belvedere. Lord Belvedere is about to use a vada cadaver on you. <laughs> I'm going to call him Lord Belvedere. There. <laughs> he's a butler. That's right. Or he's or evil V-man. <laughs> yeah. Let us approach with caution. You're I will approach. blow some of the sand away with my mighty breath. <laughs> Can we read what this thing says? Turn the other way. All right. Uh, okay, my thing just timed out again. So bear in mind that that's going to keep happening, Eric. By the way. I, okay. Yeah, that's a. That's okay. You just keep, keep running it, and it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll try to work out a, a solution that that doesn't happen. All right. Uh, okay, you blew it away. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll on that. All right. Uh, which one of you wants to try to read this thing? Uh, it's, in, it's in an old dialect. Perhaps, um, perhaps Smack Chainmore will be able to make some sense of the old dialect because of all the uh, because of all the old trinkets and and artifacts that his father left him from the old time. Hmm. Ah, that's that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting take. So uh, I have the uh, right to reserve. Or that's a, that's a, one of your subplots, as I recall, right? It is. All right, so I'm going to give you a bonus for this roll uh, because you're using one of your subplots. And somebody's getting one. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll give you a plus two on that for whatever you roll for. Um, I guess knowledge, which you don't have a trait for. So roll and add two. I got a nine. All right, you are able to read it. Oh, good. I can just about make it out, Blade. It says, 
He who reunites the sword, the shield, and the helmet of Zim will uh, obtain the power to move between Zim's neighboring worlds at will. Here lies Fantra, keeper and guardian of the shield. Hmm. Well, this is awfully convenient. Um, and my book, Blade, convenient spells danger. <laughs> we should yeah. be cautious. Yeah, I've, I've read your book, and and if we go by your book, we'll be we'll be taking twelve years to get there. Let's just go. I admire your boldness. I'll follow. <laughs> I'll stay behind where I won't get shot. I'll follow you very fast by <laughs> leading the way. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> I approach the door. As do I. Alright, we need another perception roll. I'm assuming you're going to want to use that hyper awareness again. Yep. I gotta run the damn program again. Hang on. There's gotta be a. I'm sure there's a way to keep that from timing out. Like I said, this was a quick 12 line yeah. affair that I. Oh, I'm off, not. So. You could also idly keep rolling it every so often and it won't time out. You know that, or I can just get a sour cream container and put 12 pieces of paper in it, numbered 1 to 12, and be done with it. It's a system UI server, and then there's nothing on the screen. And it says ding, 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 no matter what I hit. And this is, this is, that's just. You know what, I'm going to roll your perception for you. Yeah, thank you. We're not going to take time out of the game to deal with this crap exactly. right now. I'm... Exactly. Okay. Believe me, you don't want me rolling for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad history with uh, with dice. <laughs> All right, uh, I am rolling for you. What is what is your uh, what is your hyper aware thing? Five, five, and I rolled a three, so you have eight, and you just barely make out a uh, a glint of something that's caught in the spider webs hanging above your head in the doorway. A glint of... of... Okay. Wait. There's something it's caught something... in the spider webs that are hanging in the doorway above your head. You caught the, gl- the, the moonlight glinting off of it as you went by. Okay, well I will uh, try and reach in and grab it. Alright. You do so. And you find uh, there's uh, two things uh, that you end up pulling out that were next to each other. One is a small stone cross. The other is a silver, very small silver spear. Hmm. Okay, here, uh, Smack, you can take charge of these things. I will guard them with my life. That's just guard them with your eyes for now. That's all I ask. Let's just go through the door and see what's there. All right. So you're continuing your way into the temple. It is getting darker. It is getting smellier. And wouldn't you know it, the one thing I forgot to put on my super cybernetic eye is a fucking light. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, However, after you, after you, but I do, I do have infrared though, so uh, you know. Uh, however, you turn a corner and uh, your way is suddenly lit once again by lasers that are shooting across the the uh, chamber from uh, side to side, blocking your way. On the uh, ground in front of you, before them, is a stone spider with crystal eyes. Uh, the uh, lasers are uh, shooting back and forth from wall to wall, left to right, floor to ceiling, blocking your way forward and illuminating the chamber that you're in. Is the spider a stagnant uh, construct or is it something moving and uh, aware? I uh, know it's just a it's a statue type thing. Okay, not moving. So sitting there on the ground. <laughs> but it's a it's big though, right? I mean, it's not like a stone spider that's the size it, of it's a about a, it's, it's about a foot and a half in diameter, including, oh, it's including its legs. Okay, that's a lot a lot smaller than I thought. Okay. Well, wait a second though. So the lasers are blocking every inch of. They're blocking your way forward. Yes. Like, uh, imagine a um, a uh, gate of lasers, basically. Oh, that's what I thought. So, all just yeah. for this one little spider. Okay. Um, the spider, no, the spider's in front of you, on your side of them. Right, oh! Right at your feet. Oh! Okay. I thought they were protect. They were keeping us from the spider, and I'm thinking... Yeah, okay. No. Um, okay. Well, you've important. got the cross and the spear, so I'm going to go ahead and pick up the spider... Uh, you can't. You uh, when you try to pick up the spider, you realize it's attached to the floor, uh, and you need to roll. Uh, I'm gonna roll the perception for you one more time here. Okay, let's see if I can. Yeah, you can try, and if you can't, I will for you. A lot of perception rolls this time around. Sorry about that. I didn't realize that was gonna work out quite the way it did. Nine plus five is fourteen. All right. You notice that the. Stone spider is attached to a circular panel in the uh, in the floor that looks like it may rotate. Um, smack! Looks like this thing's some sort of a uh, cover for a trap door or something. It looks like it could rotate. Will it rotate in such a way, my metal friend, that its crystal eyes may redirect these deadly beams? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Um, I... Are the beams going in any kind of a pattern, or is it just a constant stream of of laser fire? Constant stream of laser fire. Shit. Okay. Um, well, let's try it anyway. I rotate the spider... Uh... Okay, it's, it's extremely difficult to rotate, so some sort of strength roll or something that you guys uh, maybe want to use at this point to get that done. And wouldn't you know it, I don't have strength as one of my... Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's so. an interest, interesting question at this point is uh, the combined uh, combined efforts, how, how that's done. So this is a good thing to come across, actually. Oh boy, I rolled a one, which means that's very bad. I broke my toe on the spider when I was trying to pick it up. I broke my finger as I was trying to rotate the spider. Yeah, no, yeah, no uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Uh, let's see. I got nothing to do with that. Uh, that was I wasn't expecting that. Um, was I? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, so you uh, you rip off a fingernail when you try to. <laughs> oh my god! I broke a nail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so so stupid. You have one. You have one setback token. Wow, <laughs> setback token for a busted for a nail. nail. <laughs> Jeez. All right, would you like to try to? Uh... Well, it's crippling my cybernetic fashion sense. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, would you like to try? I give us- I give us credit. We're very far into the episode here before hitting stereotypes. There you go. So it's good. <laughs> there you go. All uh, right. Uh, would you like to trade? Should I t- rotate it, Adam? Yeah. Give it a roll. I rolled a seven. All right. With uh, great effort, you managed to turn the spider, the spider, Plate, the spider and the plate that it's sitting on rotates. There is a click, a whir, some computerized noises. And the lasers cease. Does the spider remain stationary when I release it? Yes. Very good. Good job. Uh, one more. Uh, hopefully the last one for a while. <laughs> Hyper, uh, where are their roll there? Blade star. Okay, let's see. Jesus Christ. I rolled a two. <laughs> Although with hyper-awareness, that's a seven, so that's still... That's not too bad. Okay. You hear a tapping, scuttling sound in the darkness, because you have no light now, remember. You've gotten rid of the lasers, which was your illumination. Coming from the other side of where the lasers had been... Scuttling, that could be bad. It could be very dangerous. Smack, you go first. I've no objections to stepping boldly forward into the darkness. I'll I'll bring up point. <laughs> I'm the point man. Alright, so you want to do anything about the lack of light, or are you just blindly blundering your way down the... There isn't really a whole hell of a lot we can do, because unless that spider glows in the dark, in which case it wouldn't have a problem in the first place. I have my infrared vision, so I can see something in the dark. Okay, infrared vision. That's that would be uh, that would be useful. That was one I of my suppose, traits. I suppose you could make your uh, arm into a flashlight. <laughs> I am not going to waste my arm on something as stupid as a flashlight. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a sentence I never thought I would hear anybody say. I'm not going to waste my arm on something. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, uh, use uh, you're gonna have to use your infrared then to see if you can see what's coming. Okay, hang on. I mean, what is my infrared? Infrared is three. However, it's an enhancer. Am I using infrared? Am I rolling against my infrared or am I rolling against my hyper awareness with an infrared enhancement? Uh, the, the infrared is an enhancement. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's a rated three, but it's an enhancer. Of, it has a plus one enhancer on it. Uh, I see. Uh, I would say probably just rolling this on uh, infrared because there's no no perception involved in this. It's just whether or not you can see what's coming. Fair enough. It's uh, I got a total of six. You see very vaguely looming out of the darkness 
A giant spider. Couldn't have seen that one coming. Okay. It had been held prisoner by the lasers, but now it is free. And it is coming for you. Okay. I sense we're not alone, my metallic mate. <laughs> Can you guide my steps in safety? You're going to do all the Dr. S- Zachary Smith lost in space robot ref- <laughs> my platinum-plated pal, my metallic man, my ravaging robot, my curious cuisine art. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. My paranoid android. My sympathetic cyber chum. <laughs> Am I halfway down the spider's gullet by now? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're in the lead. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, nice yeah, yeah. Really come, come at <laughs> yes, you're uh, you're in most danger of being uh, lunch. So, uh, yeah, combat sequence is commencing because Yay. the spider is a stupid creature. We're going to go ahead and run roll initiatives. Okay, see who goes first. Let's see. We roll the dice and add our oomph. And that makes my total eight. I got it. I got a four. All if right. I rolled a two, I just add two, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. The order is going to be Blade Star, Giant Spider, and uh, Smack. Okay. How close am I to said spider? You're getting closer all the time. It has eight legs, and it's moving quickly. Because he's behind, he's um, in front of me, he being smack, that still sounds weird. Yes, he is closer um, to the spider than you, yes. I'm talking smack about smack. Um, so I'm going to probably do better to shoot at the spider with my laser eye than uh, I am using my sword, because if I pull the sword out, I run the risk of shish my friend here. <laughs> All right, true. However, I'm going to penalize you to two points if you do that, because if I would uh, imagine that in using your laser eye, you're going to be uh, disrupting your aim because your infrared will no longer... I was hoping you wouldn't notice that little thing. Yeah. Since, yeah. Because only one of my eyes is cybernetic, so yeah, I have to yes. switch between. Okay. So well, let me roll... You too if you do that. Okay, well, um, I would probably get a two penalty from using the sword anyway because of him being there, so I'll just take my chances with the eye. All right. Oh, this is not my day! (laughs) (laughs) And that is a classic line from a retro tune, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Truly in character. I rolled a one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. It's Um, spider dinner time. It's spider. Uh. All right. Your um. Your laser eye shoots out and completely misses the spider. Hits the rock wall and uh, the stone temple begins caving in on you. Oh, lovely. Well. If we can find the Stone Temple pilot, he can steer this cave-in away from us. 
Thank you. All right. Um, the spider is attacking next, and it's, of course, going for smack. <laughs> so uh, what sort of a uh, defensive thing do you think you may have? A defensive thing? Well, I've got a silver spear in one hand, a short silver spear that I can um, poke out at with. All right. Um, and I can hold up the stone cross simultaneously as if they'd help. <laughs> so you're going to try to stab at it with the spear. So do you have any traits that may help you in said stabbing? I can't remember what you've got over there. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, you got, I don't think so either, no. Yeah. All right, so go ahead and roll, and uh, because it's dark, I'm also going to give you a two-point penalty on your roll. Because you can't see what you're doing. <laughs> good. That's good. All right, I rolled a three with the two points off. That makes it a one also. <laughs> okay, well, that's not a, that's not a flub, luckily, because a flub has to be actually rolled one. Uh, oh, but okay. it doesn't well, do you much uh, good. So uh, you uh, no, it doesn't. You suffer a uh, a uh, a setback token. You are oh that's right. I was, I was supposed to give uh, what's his name one too. Bladestar, you have two setback tokens. Oh, crap. Uh, you uh, now have a setback token as well. You try to stab out, but you miss in the dark, and the spider grabs a hold of you and throws you back into Bladestar. Intrepid heroes are we! <laughs> Who uh, then falls down Help. and you, you're on top of uh, him and you're both laying beneath the uh, oncoming spider. Boy, this is making the kiddies really want to jump out and buy these uh, Blade Star and Smack <laughs> Chain. No, no, this, this, ensures that they'll, this ensures that they'll come back after the commercial. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. My friend, I, I failed. Get off me! <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that was just your defensive role, so you actually do have one more uh, shot at doing something there, uh, Mr. Smack. All right, then I think maybe I should just attack with my electric chain of justice. All right, lash out. again, two-point penalty. Um, I'm going to let you get up without that costing you a penalty because you have to get off of uh, your buddy over there. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's... So uh, all right, I rolled a three again. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. Minus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but your trait is what? Uh, the, the electric chain of justice is seven. Seven. So uh, so you got a one plus seven, which is an eight. Okay. I feel All bad, right. Josh. Made this really cool series, and we basically are turning it into a comedy. I feel bad. Yeah, that's all right. It's a cartoon. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, all right, so you uh, you managed to uh, to uh, get your your chain of justice around the the uh, spider's pincers momentarily, um, which slows the uh, the spider down and gives the spider a setback token. Um, so uh, that is where we are. The spider reels back for a moment. As the uh, a little bit more of the ceiling caves in, um, however, it does not look like the rest of the temple is going to fall in on you both. But your way back is now blocked. Hmm. Good for you guys. 
Uh, your way forward is blocked by the spider, of course, at this point. So uh, we are doing another round, and Blade Star, you're up first. What would you like to attempt to do? You and your compadre here are uh, on at about equal place, so he's no longer in your way. Okay. The spider is looming over you. Well, um, okay, what is, our, okay, I know what the thing's caving in that's, the cave-in is blocking our path of retreat. Back. Yes. It's blocking our retreat. Are there any stalagmite, uh, wait, which one is above the ground? Stalactites? Yeah. Stalactites Stalag- are on the ceiling, stalagmites are on the floor. Yeah, well, there might be a stalactite. If, is, is there a, are there any stalactites in, in here? Uh, well, no, because you're in a stone temple, not a cave. That's right. God <laughs> damn it. For God's sake. <laughs> oh. So basically, we're just looking at bare wall, well, bare stone and ahead, yes. essentially. All right, it's... All right, I guess I'm going to... Um... Oh! Okay. I have... I am quick-witted, by God. So, I am going to... Using my quick wits, and my... I'm going to try to lure the spider into turning around and heading back so that he will be pummeled by the falling stones. Well, he's coming toward the falling stones right now, because remember, you've got the, the stones at your back and the spider in front of you coming at okay, you. And I'm just going to, okay, then my quick wit is getting the hell out of the way and letting him barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get me, you eight-legged freak! All right. Uh, is that really what you want to do? <laughs> yeah, because if I can get it, if I can get him hit by the the stones, that's probably going to do some pretty serious damage. And all right, roll uh, at least and bury him at the most, and then we can just go ahead and roll your quick you know. wit. No. Okay, let's see. My quick wit is. So let's see. Okay, I have uh, I rolled a total of twelve. Okay, uh, so your uh, your quick quick works, but doesn't work quite the way you in, uh, intended. You're the uh, spider coming at you is. Uh, Seemingly uh, attracted by the sound of your voice calling it an eight-legged freak or whatever the hell it was you said. Uh, and it's so intently uh, f- focused on you that it does not pay attention to smack. And it trips over smack and lands on its back. Which is only going to slow it down for a moment, but that is another it trips over to- smack and lands on its back and has a big Mac attack. But soon we'll be back on track. So, <laughs> two setback tokens. Two setback tokens for the spider. The spider is going to be using its turn to get back on its feet. Which 
It does, and... Was that two additional setback tokens, or it just got its second? It's two, uh, yeah, it just got its second one. Okay, nope. Uh, and that's two... Uh, okay, so that's using uh, that to get back on its feet, which it is now done, and Smack is up. You still can't really see what's going on. Bearing mm. that in mind, what would you like to do? I would like to be underneath the spider that just got up from tripping on me. Well, you're essentially and, uh, there, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and um, make use of boots of ground stomping to bring some more of the ceiling down on top of it while I am sheltered underneath it. It may collapse on me, but it's going to take the stone first. So... So roll your gravity. What is no your uh, boots of destruction? It's uh, boots. Boots of ground cracking. Boots of ground Level cracking. seven. All right. Plus your trait, right? Or is it seven total? God, what is it with this? <laughs> oh, seven. Is this like permanently stuck on three or what? How can a piece of plastic be stuck on three? <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, boots of ground cracking. I have level seven. Okay, so it's an and, eight, uh, and I just rolled a three. Yeah, I mean, plus the minus two uh, penalty, so eight. All right, uh, you do Indeed. manage to do that. Some more of the ceiling does come in and hits the spider on the head, dazing the spider for its third setback token. However, cool. the uh, the block uh, from the ceiling also rolls off the spider's head after hitting him. And bounces off of uh, Blade Star's noggin. Hell, <laughs> for a third setback token for uh, oh, for you are a horrible, horrible human being, Blade Star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another uh, round here. Blade Star, what would you like to do? Wait a minute. Wait, can I counter? Uh... What are the rules for for retcon? Yeah, you know, it doesn't really give any. There are rules for countering uh, if you and defending if something. So if you want to, if you want, I suppose well, we can do a. Uh, I suppose you could do try to do some sort of a dodge type thing or something to that effect. Some sort of uh, yeah, but it counteracting means the thing coming at you, the stone coming at you. What would you like to use? Um, I'm going to extend my sword and try and deflect the falling block of, of stone. All right, so you want to use your retractable uh, sword thing there. Uh, roll that so you can get it out quickly enough and make sure it doesn't malfunction. Oh, hell. Yeah, I had to say it was at the Game Master's whim, didn't I? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, six. Ooh, natural 12 again. Nice. Um, so that is a total of 18. All right, you successfully knock it away. And, and whatever benefit the uh, 
the boon has, which I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Game Master's discretion. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're knocking away. Um, in in knocking away the the stone block, it hits the spider once again. <laughs> for its fourth setback token, the spider rolls over unconscious on the floor. Is the cave-in still occurring? Uh, not at this point, The uh, but the way back is blocked. Your only recourse is to go forward. What I thought we were doing anyway, so that's okay. It's still pitch black. Oh, hell. Remember okay. If you want um, to think about that. Well, I could maybe use my laser eye at a very low uh, intensity to light... That's that's so out of these cartoons that uh, I am going to award you an extra room for that. <laughs> oh, so, did I have did I have to use an oomph to get that uh, sword thingy to work? No, 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 no. Okay, so I'm up to three then, I believe. You have three oomph. That is brilliant. I, I like so uh, that that is gi- giving you some light to uh, to see by. Um. However, at this point now, the situation is somewhat reversed. I would think Smack is able to uh, to see a bit uh, better because you you can't use your laser eye and see through that eye. I would think at the same time. So uh, well, the light. Got another eye. You do have another eye, but Smack is in a much better position to see what's going on now okay. than than you. Okay, fair enough. All right. Who is going forward? Or are you both going forward together, or how's, who's leading the way, and so on? Well, since you can see better, Smack, I would just probably think that it would be better. I think I'm closer. I'm closer to the way through. Oh, uh, before, since I'm on this line of my character sheet right now, um, now that the, the spider fight is over, do we erase the uh, setback tokens that we accumulated? Uh, you know, it's the book is really unclear on that, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and say... It's not. It says at the end of the scene that you restore your setback tokens, oh, okay, but I don't... Restore. Okay, I missed that. All right, yes, yeah, yeah, set them back to zero then. Okay. Everybody, zero. All right. Okay. By the way, I just want to say, I, I, I am not at this point feeling that this is one of my stronger uh, game-mastering outings, so this series will improve as we go, I'm sure. Well, we're still trying to figure out who our characters are and everything else yeah, too. So, yeah, I just uh, also we're both still alive, and that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's true. That helps. That helps move the series everything, forward. Everything <laughs> after that dead. is gravy. <laughs> everything after that Generally is gravy. Yeah, exactly. Being dead slows things down. All right. Okay, so I I, I am proceed, proceeding um, towards the way the only way through we have. Um, this this uh, this creature is dead, Blade. Yeah. Well done. All right. Couldn't have done it without you. The creature, yeah, the spider is is unconscious. I hope this wasn't Fantra. Uh, yeah, that would have that would kind of be bad. Yes, I. <laughs> let's uh, let's see what lies ahead, <laughs> and we move forward. Well, you know, if it is Fantra, then I'm sure we will be seeing. Her it again soon, so I'm, I wouldn't worry. Hmm. 
Okay. You enter another large uh, chamber, much larger than the uh, than the corridor that you just passed through with the spider. It's a very, very large room. There appears to be a, an archway leading uh, somewhere even larger than this room. The rooms are getting larger the deeper you go into the temple. Uh, could I have been more redundant with that? <laughs> All right. Uh, in this, uh, room, the way is blocked by an enormous statue. I can't see the details of the statue very well. Uh, but it appears to be of a, uh, large humanoid. Also in this room, just barely on the walls, you see more runes and things, uh, nothing that is recognizable to either of you. Far, far above, just barely discernible in the light of your laser eye on low. (laughs) (laughs) You can make out the giant web of the spider that you destroyed previously. A disembodied voice begins speaking and it echoes through the chamber in the way of old 80s cartoons. (laughs) Uh... The voice says, You have come a long way, but to move forward you must answer this riddle. We really haven't come that long away. We've just walked into the pyramid and... (laughs) And killed the spider. Yeah. But this voice (laughs) has a sense of drama to it that it wishes to maintain. (laughs) You must answer this riddle. To move forward. Did he just say whittle? What? Nothing gone. What is the riddle? I have a heart that never beats. I have a hope, but I never sleep. I can take a man's house and build another's. I love to play games with my many brothers. I am a king among fools. Who am I? Dum dum dum. The Knights of Chancine will be right back after these messages. Oh! No, kidding. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Well, actually, it is approaching that time, so. I have a heart that never beats. I have a hope. I have a hope. I have a home. Hang on a minute. I have a heart. That, I have a heart that never beats. I have a home, but I never sleep. I can oh, take home. A, a home. Okay. Yes. I, I thought you said hope. Okay. That uh, changes the- I can take a man's house and build another's. And I love to play games with my many brothers. I am a king among fools. Who am I? Let's see. Artichoke only works for the heart part, so that's not it. <laughs> um, smack? Uh, I'll be gobsmacked if you got any good ideas for this. Still writing. Oh, okay. I am a king among fools. You're a chess set. Um, 
Except chess sets don't have a heart, nor do they have... He's going to take a man's house and build another's. I love to play games with my many brothers. Ah! Bladestar snaps his fingers and forgets that the sword was still out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. And thereby snaps off his fingers. (laughs) His fingers. No, I'm just kidding. He retracted it when the thing was done. Um... He says, you, my friend, are a playing card. We need more specific answer. A deck of playing no, cards. No. What? No. Not a deck of playing cards. No. The King of Hearts. Hey! Very good. Impressive. Says the disembodied voice. The stone statue slides aside, revealing the next chamber. Alright. Shall we go on? Now, see, now he had all, this took all the time to write that down. I have a home, but I never sleep. Yeah, I'm not quite understand that. And build another. Could you bring your eye a little closer to this parchment? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we we already took care of that. We're 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 done now. We can move. We can move forward. Ah, (laughs) very good. Then let us proceed. You You did a good job solving that. Couldn't have done it without you. Oblivion. Didn't I? It's not for everyone. Well, well then. <laughs> Superb. What is through this archway? All right. Uh, I'm trying to decide if we we may want to stop there because it's 25 after. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I will. Uh, I'll have to probably get the for next time around. I'll have another uh, of the second episode ready because this one's uh, we're about halfway through at this point. So, okay. cool. Well, this was awesome, guys, and uh, twas twas fun, twas fun. This is fun a fun, yeah. This is a blast. Role played in so long. Yeah, do you remember when I said that I hadn't game mastered in about seven years? That he was the person who that was the last time either of us had uh, role played. Yeah, yeah. So it has well, been a while. I will find <laughs> my I will find my stride again. I the game master. Hey, you're guy, doing fine as far as I'm concerned. I think. Well, thank you. I think we're off to yeah. a pretty good start. Both got me beat out. I, I before gutter Skypes, it was 25 years for me. So, wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, yeah, you're <laughs> closer to all that than anything anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's working out fine. This is, this is cool. <laughs> it's, got, it's got so many possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, we're going to have some uh, we're going to have some fun and I, I'm going to work work in some of your uh your character stuff into uh, the second episode, I think. This is the pilot, so... Yes. Yeah. 
One thing so far that I'm really liking about the game is the fact that I like the fact that you don't really have to worry much about, uh, I mean, you have to worry about being defeated in the fight, but you don't have to worry about, oh my God, my character is going to, I mean, if this had been any other game, we would be thinking, okay, we've already, we're already halfway down toward death's door here with our tokens. Knocking loudly. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be screwed by the middle of the adventure when the big bad really comes to town. No, essentially the, the it's it, it turns into something of uh, a question of upper hand really. Yeah. And it's much more like the 80s cartoons that it's trying to emulate, I think. So it ends up being fun whether you get your butt kicked or not. Yeah. At least as far as I'm concerned anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is easy for me to say because I had like one token and that was <laughs> I'm wandering around blind. It's like, guide my way. And everything's falling all over you. <laughs> yeah, you have not had a good game of it. I have not. But I did get to deflect the stone block, which was pretty sweet. So that was, that was that a plus. Was. Thank you very much. Works good. Yeah, it's it good fun. meeting you, Josh. It was you fun. Uh, it was a fun night. It was. It was. All right, you, you it'll can be ask more fun when we're not spending himself. three quarters of it doing character creation. Yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> that's part of the process. Exactly. What are you do? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, Very good. Next time on the same channel, <laughs> follow the continuing adventures of Blade Star and Smack. <laughs> Blade Star. Smack. Starsky and Hutch only in That's cartoon right. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the last of the Knights of Shenzhen. Will they be a uh, will they be an honor to their ancestry? Or will they end up at the bargain? <laughs> or will they end up part of it? That's brilliant. Or they'll be will in the they... bargain bin at Walmart. Uh all Cheap right. action figure. Will they be an honor to their ancestry, or will they become part of it? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good rest of your night. You too. Okay, you too. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Take it easy, guys. All right. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. And there we had it. In a single evening, two larger-than-life characters created with vastly different personalities, different playstyles, different mindsets for attacking the high adventure of 80s animated cartoon scenarios. I thank very, very much once again Lion Court for GMing. I thank Blind Geek for being a fantastic player to be on the other side of the headsets with and and side-by-side combating these evils, and for inviting me to be a part of Cartoon Action Hour to begin with. I wouldn't have been involved with it at all if uh, if Blind Geek hadn't gone ahead and said, hey, come on in and play Cartoon Action Hour. And I said, okay. Next Gutter Skypes that will be released will be the... Uh, uh, I'm knocking wood here. Will be Swashbucklers of the Seven Sky character creation session. And uh, then the week after that, of course, session two, the... Uh, session two of Cartoon Action Hour, and we will alternate them week to week, no longer waiting two weeks between Gutter Skype's episodes. That's what I hope to happen in the coming weeks. But until then, thanks again, and see you then.